and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Matthew Murray. Hello. And James Fallow. Sorry, Farley. Uh, hi. That's, that is a hilarious joke that you will get <laughs> if you go and listen to the most recent episode of Star Calls, which we were, we were all on with, with Dave. Um, we were. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun doing that. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. Yet- I, I'm getting abuse already. Are you? So, probably not going to bother going on the next one. No. Is Farley, are you all right? Yeah, sorry. My son just came in and said he had to get his Donkey Kong. It's a reasonable, it's a reasonable request. Um, I, I, hope, I hope that's captured. I'm not going to edit that out. Yeah, that, that, that's like yeah, one yeah, that goes on BBC News and his two kids came in the background. Yeah, that was classic. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's got his Donkey Kong now, so it's fine. Good. All right, nice Thank one. Um, okay, I guess we'll just, just crack on. Yeah, yeah back to normal, fully back to normal. What's E3? Never heard of it. Don't yeah, care. Yeah, this is our first <laughs> normal show in a month, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get cracking. Um, yeah, mate. We we've got Patreon, and we've got some Patreon producers who who support some Patreon. Uh, those are uh, Alan M Nash, Barney Sparkles, and Steve Garrett. Thank you ever so much, uh, you lot, for supporting us. If you want to support right. us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash TCGS. To get into the feedback, last week, of course, was the E3 results show where we went over <laughs> points. Some of us won. I love how we're doing the, the results of the E3 results of the <laughs> E3 show. This will be the last time we mentioned <laughs> E3, probably, for uh, a good good nine months. Uh, let's get straight into it. Athena Allen, Spinster was dead, and Matt's constant moaning about it uh, not being E3 killed it. Nice. That's not. <laughs> it's not dead. It's definitely not dead. How can that franchise possibly be dead when with the constants of references and other games? Well, this is it. Like, I I get it. I understand why you keep bringing it up because it just. I I I don't understand what it is about modern day that Ubisoft presumably think that a Splinter Cell game wouldn't fly anymore. Well, like, they're trying to figure out how to monetize it, aren't they? And it's like they can't. Like they probably oh, can't that's do right. games you can't as a just sell a game that yeah. ends and then that's yeah, they it, can't can do that anymore. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. Well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, I they, they can do what they did with Assassin's Creed, probably. I'm sure there's ways to, you know. Well, the, the, I don't know if they can, though, because that was... Because the Assassin's Creed multiplayer was basically nicked from that Splinter Cell game that we never actually got, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because it's a single get player it in the most recent Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you can buy things to speed up progress and... Uh, okay, that stuff. Uh, but okay. yeah, I mean, like, like they, they've been teasing Splinter Cell in... They've re- had references in... Um, in old like uh, Wildlands games, I'm sure there's been mm-hmm. other things in maybe like Siege as well. Like, but they're teasing this to a lot of players who maybe didn't even play it originally when it last came out on Xbox 360. That was the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, God, was it? God, yeah, so, was it Conviction? Yeah, it was, yeah. like there's lots of people heard about Spinter Cell not actually having played the original or any or uh, sorry, not the original, but even the, the more recent or most you know the, the last game in the series. Mm-hmm. And they're teasing it. It's going to happen. They're just slowly, slowly building up. Um, Okay, fine. <laughs> again, again. Sean, you just imagine. said like you got bored of the conversation. I just like... no. I just well. It, uh, sorry, it was just the last like three weeks all just piled up into one. Then I was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, but Thomas Lamarfla forty two. Read the perennial uh, Spinter Cell predictions. I think that's allowed. After all, lest we forget, JCA Farley predicted the death of Connect for about five years. <laughs> yeah, but that was fine because okay. First of all, I was right; that did happen. Yeah, and yeah after five years, yeah. it wasn't after five years. It was dead after a year. They were already it trying. Did, to... It did sort of thrash around for a while. I'll give you that. Yeah, it did. They tried. It, it tried. Yeah, but 
Is that, is, that is that it? That's all you're going to argue the case. Okay, right. Well, let's crack on. The Jesus, what's right, we'll that? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were right after making multiple predictions over many years, and that's what I'm going to keep doing with with my boy Spitzel. No. Um, yeah. We kept carrying on with the E3 stuff. Uh, I also, uh, well, James got a point because he predicted Doug Bowser would have a, a cringeworthy E3 performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it was, and neither the listeners either. Uh, Alex Simpson UK, I have to agree with Matt. Doug Bowser's E3 performance was more cheesily charming than cringeworthy. Uh, Thomas up on Fly 42 again agreed it was just on the right side of charming. Darren Gargett, Doug was fine, so on and so forth. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I want to claim, I want to take the point back. Well, that that still makes it three I, two. I, I think, I mean, still, I think <laughs> we should respect the result. You know, you have to, you have to respect the result. You do it's have to. Now. We just need to but move yeah, forward. As, as I said on Twitter, like people are informed now, and I think I, I don't think that really affects democracy. No, I think uh, I think a decision was made what, no, based what, on the information what, 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 we had at the time. Even yeah. if it was wrong, we need to blindly carry on. Is that what you're saying? We Sean? need to, yeah, we need to just blindly carry on with the most destructive possible. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, interpretation. But people know what it, what it's all about now, and I think people would think differently, given that they know the full extent of what can happen. I can't happen. believe it doesn't matter. Yet. It doesn't matter. Can't You're anti-democracy, decided. Matt. This is no, appalling. No, it, do- it doesn't matter. Like it, doing it again doesn't affect democracy. That's just like, you know, <laughs> it makes democracy the whole system, Matt. If we do it again, it, you it can't does. do that. I really think we should vote again. We know more now. Why? What? How? Are, what are we going to do? Okay. Are we going to? Are we going to just keep rewinding it until we get the right result? Is that what's going <laughs> to happen? Right? I'm just saying, like, there's like one more, one more go. You know, now everyone knows what they're doing, and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, but there's nothing wrong with fighting for the right decision if you think the first one was a joke, and someone wrote <laughs> on the bus that Dark Browser's performance was cringeworthy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it did. Ridiculous. Uh, then Thomas is back saying, I've noticed Matt still mainly quote tweets messages that agree with him, still filtering out, con- fil- still filtering out content. There was no tweet that disagreed about the cringeworthiness. <laughs> That's true. There wasn't for that I mean, one, but for other I ones, mean, we've, you know. We've all got access to the Twitter account, so we could all have a go if we yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, we could, yeah. yeah. There's nothing to stop us. Yeah, yeah. Pl- so please do. It. Please find the many, many tweets that disagreed with me. There weren't <laughs> any. There were none, for, which makes a change. Uh, Rich Byrne. Um, long-term, long-time, first-time, etc. Love the show and love the new Patreon enabled stuff. Star Calls is absolute genius. Uh, thank you. That was, uh, is my idea. What about but... Bell's Kitchen? Hey? Yeah, and that. What about <laughs> Bell's Kitchen? There's what a new one it? coming up. Yeah, mate. Friday. In fact, that was a proper announcement. We should have done at the start of the show. Let's do it now. Come on, Sean. Okay. Uh, yeah, this Friday, 8 p.m., uh, I'm going to be making a Swedish apple cake with vanilla sauce, which is basically just custard. Um, yeah, that's going to happen at 8 p.m., and it will be fun, or it should be anyway. Sean, feel yeah, free um, to go yeah. on for as long as you need. I'm quite happy right, okay, to so you postpone don't have to my more. quantum drain stream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not raring to go play more Quantum Break, James. I'm not raring to go to sit there and watch more TV episodes of an incredibly <laughs> mediocre TV show. <laughs> so save that for what you've been watching later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, following on from James being bummed about not getting anything for winning the E3 predictions game, why not make it so instead of taking turns to miss E3, whoever comes mm. last in the predictions has to miss the next year. It would be worth it to hear Matt's desperation to grab any point, no matter how tenuous. <laughs> So he doesn't have to miss his favourite week again. I mean, I'll do that anyway, Rich. I definitely do it anyway. That's not a bad um, idea, you know. Like, <laughs> kind of well, no, because oh, it be is. Because I'll just be panicked. It'll just turn something fun into like an actual tense experience. That's true. And then also, like everyone will be like really, really like careful with their predictions as well. Yeah, everyone will just be. Oh, there will be a new Mario. Yeah. And it'll just be yeah. No one will. No one will go wild with it. Or a new Splinter yeah. Cell. 
Or a new Splendor Cell. Well, no, I would still, I would still focus on that because I think next year it's gonna go turn out. This is the thing, Matt does sincerely believe it's gonna happen. Well, he can believe all he wants, but we're not allowing it next year because <laughs> well, no, no, well, no there's too late to say. It's too, it's too to say, James. I think it might happen next right. year. Again, like Fallout, coming on from the the prediction show, I said I want, Mark, I think Microsoft want to like get that feeling of what it's like when the first Xbox came out on the 360. Again, mm-hmm. Splinter Cell launch title that would also be pretty banger, wouldn't it? Even if it is multi-platform. Imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess read, so. Read the flight sim stream. You must do it. I'm imagining virtual passengers all dying from DVT as James completes 15 hours of pre-flight checks. Come fly with Farley has a nice ring to it. That was from Thomas. I think you should absolutely do that. <laughs> do you know, actually, that's not a bad idea because I've never flown a, like, a plane in a flight sim before. So it oh probably would go. It yeah. probably go horrendously wrong. So I was, I, I, yeah, <laughs> to, to see you panicking, you yeah. know, I mean, you struggle with doors, let alone you know, yeah, flying exactly. a commercial yeah, you're not aircraft. To, you're not allowed any instructions or tutorials. Yeah. You, it's just you, you, and all the really helpful people in the chat. <laughs> yeah. That is a very Twitch good idea. Wait, when's it out? Is it out soon? Oh, it's not, is it? I bet it's going to be like a year away or something. I think it's a while off, but yeah. it's a Game Pass, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, either way, just start looking for the uh, the pilot's outfit now, mm-hmm. and then when it comes out. <laughs> Um, it'd be yep. absolutely banging well, the, yeah, the, that's definitely happening I'm quite excited for that mm-hmm. ditto Steve Garrett emails in driving along listening to the show I had to shout what the fuck when Mr Farley went on his weekend related mini rant since Dave's absence I had thought of James as the main one with a subtle dry grumpy old man delivery but you're way off base with this one James oh so you have to go to a little kid's birthday party boo hoo hold my beer just wait until you're answering the phone at three in the morning because your 19-year-old daughter is drunk off her head and he's picking up from the local club. Then enjoy the one hour you spend with your daughter in the bar for making sure she doesn't drown herself in the toilet. This is standard weekend fare for me. I'm older and grumpy than you and it's still the best time of the week. <laughs> sort yourself out, lad. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I am dreading those days, to be perfectly honest with you. Dreading yeah. I um yeah I don't I, I've honestly no idea how Isaac's gonna because t- obviously because I don't drink and stuff part of me's like oh he'll just be like me it'll be fine <laughs> but I, nah it's not gonna happen is it he's definitely gonna call me no. a cunt when I tell him he can't go to a nightclub or whatever isn't he he's just gonna possibly yeah. <laughs> possibly I'm I'm hoping can't he's wait. gonna be really into football and just like drag you to games all the time mm, yeah. can't wait that's <laughs> oh, oh, alright yeah. he can go with his granddad not my granddad not my dad obviously news. But, yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah, you'll say to him like, "Yeah, oh, on on the podcast I do, you know, like the people joke, the other guys are joking about being Tranmere, and then he'll be hardcore Tranmere, and he'll be like, he'll be part of like <laughs> the elite fans, you know, just go to the front and start fights with other, you know, whoever their like rivals are, have a Tranmere tattoo <laughs> yeah, on his who, chest. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. who are Sean? Sean, who are Tranmere's rivals? I have no idea. You don't know who the Super White Army's rivals are. Why? Why would I know? <laughs> <Who's> <laughs> <ever a fan? laughs> It's like this. Oh, it'd be dead funny if we get Sean to go to a game. I won't have any idea what's happening. <laughs> I still think we should we'll absolutely even, do that. We can have like we'll a little meet. Hundred percent. Which team they are? It's the white ones, Sean. Super. Yeah, okay. it's the super unless white. Unless they're, unless they're playing away. Yeah. Unless they're yeah. playing away. Oh, oh yes, yeah, so he knows his stuff, doesn't he? He knows his stuff. There you go, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing his own work. Off guard there, didn't I? <laughs> oh, you bloody did. <laughs> um, Steve continues you're still the main one though James uh, can I please request more news about why Anthem is a stealing pile of crap I love how they wind up Matt and then coming on from that Athena Allen why does Matt love Anthem so much I get this whole thing is adoring shit games but come on it's not about Steve, you know, Steve and Athena it's not about the game it's about fair and balanced press that's what I want Mm-hmm. I just it's, James got his narrative about oh you know let's dunk on Anthem I don't care about the game I played the Alpha and 
couldn't care less about it. I'd never, never. <laughs> I, I have no time for that. I couldn't be less uninspired when I look at it. But it's not about that. It's about giving little games from this little plucky upstart studio called EA, <laughs> you know, a chance. <laughs> and James Duncan on every week isn't helping. You know, we want to be bigging these games up, trying to do as I much as we I- can. The fact that, like, we don't get any criticism for repeatedly dunking on Anthem every week. Like, may, I don't know, maybe we've just completely put off all the Anthem fans. But, like, there, you know, there are other games in other there series that, like... fans, Sean, that's the problem. Well, yeah, probably right. But, like, you know, there, there's other games in other series that, like, we get told off for ignoring or giving a short shrift or whatever. Um, but, I mean, Anthem, even though we slag it off pretty much on a weekly Based. We don't, you know, we don't slag it well, off. We like, just, just reporting the things the that news. happened. Yeah, yeah, we just, just report the news. Um, oh, well, you ain't reporting the bad news. No, it's just, yeah, well, it's, it, I just have to report what there is, Matt. Is the thing. Yeah. Apart from that, that um, week, you know, whatever. And at no point has anyone been like, "Come on, guys, have you actually played it? It's pretty." <laughs> like, not even a a sniff of that. So, yeah, I'm the lone, I'm the lone voice. But yeah. again, it's not about the game. It's I'm true, just trying we, to give. We don't hear anything. Press. But I'm looking forward to EGX and getting like assassinated or something. <laughs> <laughs> buy someone from well, buy a freelancer. Yeah. Um that's it. That's okay, very much it fine. for feedback. If you want to leave us feedback, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com or you can tweet us at computergamepod on Twitter. Um I did actually get some additional feedback from friend oh. of the show, Chris Spann. He, he texted oh, me. God. Um, oh, no. Private feedback is the scariest feedback. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, this this is a Star Calls thing, um, and it's about the the toys argument about uh-huh. what came out when. And if you haven't listened to Star no, Calls, basically there was there was a disagreement between Matt and James about when um, Star Wars toys were available. Matt swore blind he could remember Star Wars toys yeah, well, being yeah, available yeah, when so, he was ten. Uh, I, I, I said I've already oh, made a statement. I, I seem to remember. I, I, I don't made a statement. It's fine. Yeah, it yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, I seem to remember when I was like ten or so that being toys of us loads of to- loads of Star Wars games as uh, toys at that point James said oh, well, you say when you, when you were five or six so you'd already misheard when I, <laughs> no, no, you thought, said we, Matt you know today I, I was going I was through that and I was, I was editing all this together actually I was going to use it <laughs> then I thought I'm not going to do that because that would be too petty because it would be actual work yeah. <laughs> it, well yeah, yeah it may anyway. work but then also it would have been too petty to do but the first well, thing I you said to was it ten today. or so yeah ten or, ten or so ten or so to me is like could be eight could be twelve Ten or so, and it's you know who remembers back that? That's like twenty odd years ago. Exactly. Well, well, you didn't remember clearly. Glad, glad you well, asked I that. I did. Matt. I'm so, just telling you my memory of when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris says, "Hi James, on the most recent episode of Star Calls, you seemed apoplectic that Matt couldn't remember exactly what age he was when Kenner re-released their range of Star Wars toys. As such, I'm sure you'll be happy to tell us exactly what age you were when. Come a the SNES was first released in the UK, right? B uh, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon was released. Yeah, go on, James. No, that, but okay, no time for Googling. <laughs> okay, C. Uh, oh, go on. Go on. Go on. Right, well, the SNES was 1991. Well, yeah, he's just had time to Google that, hasn't he? 92. Was it? Go on. Here. What, when was, when was oh, He-Man? Yeah. Sorry, I think Google, I Googled the wrong one. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> go on. He-Man and Masters of the Universe. I don't know. I wasn't was a fan that? of the series, so I don't know. Okay. okay right. Oh, okay. All right, fine. It's convenient. 1987. Uh, and the last one is, uh, well, yeah, when did Ed the Duck first appear on CBBC? <laughs> That's got to be a late, it was late 80s, definitely. Oh, I'll give you this. Uh, 88. Yeah, there you go. It was. Yeah. I'm still James. 10 or so, and, and they come up when I was 12. I mean, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Matt, what is wrong with you? Right. Do you, do you really want to do this? No, yes, let's, let's, let's not. <laughs> Listen to Star Calls, it's good. Um, 
I don't know if feedback on Star Calls, and that'd be mental. We're like, and here's feedback from the last one. And we're like, fucking hell, James. Well, I figured, yeah, I mean, I figured, oh, really, it's a Star Calls thing, but then it'll be like another month before we do another roundtable. So, no, uh, I, I, yeah. I've been living all day seeing the people tweeting saying, oh, Leo, James is right on that one. It's like, I said 10 or so, and they come up when I was 12. <laughs> Fuck the lot of you. 10 or so. <clears throat> right, anyway. 10 uh, or so. James, have you seen Evangelion? I have, yeah. Sorry, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Everyone, everyone's making a lot of noise about it because it's, it's, it's on Netflix now and they've changed the ending music and everyone's furious. Have and, uh, That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's Fly Me to the Moon before, yeah? Yeah, it doesn't have that anymore. Why? I presume they couldn't get the rights. Oh, I don't know. It would be a licensing thing, wouldn't it? Um, and I think like voice actors have changed. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, it's a good but series. You know the, the thing... Um, with you know when they get in the cockpit like when Shinji first gets in the cockpit and it turns like you know they like flood it with that yeah. sort of oxygenated stuff um, which I guess is like it's like an allusion to like being in the womb isn't it and mm-hmm. it's a whole weird thing but yeah so like initially he thinks he's like fucking drowning and it turns out he's just supposed to like go with it and be immersed in it and his lungs can sort of process the oxygen um, yeah basically uh, I want you to do that to me but with the the news being the weird oxygenated water stuff Okay, so you want me to spray you with news today? Basically, I mean, I want you to, why is everything I want you to, a sex thing now? It's not, it's not a sex thing. It was last it's week. Just, like, he gets like it drowned in, or... in it, and then it's like there's a bit of tension because he thinks he's going to drown. Then it turns out he's supposed to just go with it and let it enter him, and uh, and then it's actually a much better way to like you know, it's a much more efficient way of uh, breathing. And I mean, I'm going to you know. swamp your lungs with news. Oh Thank God! You. Come on, this is disgusting. <laughs> Who might be eating listening to this? <laughs> Last week he said, I'm going to spray you all, like, here come the eggs. Now it's this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm running out of ideas, so deal with it. Okay. First news story. Um, EA CEO admits Anthem currently not working very well. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, yeah. I mean, that that not working very well, that was a quote, isn't it? This is news. This is news to me. Yeah, well, no, it is, because this is... Okay, so this is EA uh, CEO Andrew Wilson spoke to gamesindustry.biz. And he said that Anthem is not working very well. And he reckons that the reason for this is that the game suffered because it was aimed at two different types of people that play games. There's one group right. that wanted like traditional Bioware story, and there's the other group who wanted action-adventure content. And the two didn't really get either of those things. So mm. do you want me to read the quote? Because there's a Please do. Yeah, so it says... Yeah, go on. At that go point, on. everyone kind of went, oh, hang on a minute. Now the calculation is off. It's off because I've got a friend who sits in this other category of player. They want to play the game a certain way. I want to play the game a certain way. The promise was we could all play together, and that's not working very well. Oh, by the way, I'm used to 100 hours of Bioware story, and that's not what I got. Or I expected this game would have a meaningful advance the action component that we'd seen in games like Destiny before, and I don't feel like it has. So, yeah, so it's... Yeah. I mean... What do you think? I mean, uh, you, I mean, can, you can have both, We, we could have told them that. <laughs> Yeah, like you can do both though. Like Destiny manages it. Like if you, you know, you do every time there's a new expansion or or whatever. Like you do the story, and that doesn't take too long. Granted, it wouldn't. You know, it's not like a, a Bioware esque thing. But yeah, it like, would be a hundred hour story. But yeah, but like you can have your your good story component, and then the end game stuff is your slightly grindy. Mm. Um, play it forever you know, repeated stuff. But also, I mean, the, with Destiny, I mean, I don't know hugely because I've not really investigated it, but isn't, like, the story, it does actually have a lot of depth, doesn't it, if you want to go it into it? Like, there's a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. there's a lot there that you can sort yeah, of play with all, if you want to. 
yeah, sort of lore from items and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, and like all these lore cards that you pick up, all the extra bits of dialogue. I mean, if you ask me, you're better off just like finding people on YouTube or whatever who's kind of stitched everything together for you. And it's not, you know, it's not like Dark Souls where it's like the whole point is that you just pick up bits and try and figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, I, I feel better off just letting other people tell me. Um, but yeah, the, the, the stuff there. Um, so yeah, there, there are ways of doing it. And I, and I think, like you know, you're saying, "Oh yeah, it's split between these two types of players." But yeah, but as he says, that you didn't please either one. Yeah, I was like, gonna say it, it feels like <laughs> no one got it what they like wanted. Not a great Bioware game, and 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 certainly not a very good games as a service yeah. style game. So yeah, it's yeah. failed on both accounts, and you tried to smash them together. That hasn't worked either. If one yep. of those sides was good, maybe we're like, well, you know, as a games as a service or shoot, it's not great, but it's got a great story. Or well, story is yeah. pretty wank, but it doesn't matter because like the minute to minute combat is great. Uh, it's Apparently, it does have like nice ideas, but it's just there's there's so few and far between, so, and sandwiching yeah. between all the other crap, it's just a mm-hmm. a, a no go. And that's yeah. the thing that they nailed with Destiny, like right from the beginning, is whatever you say about all the other stuff, the the shooting was still brilliant from the off. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. that made it worth playing. Whereas this yeah, yeah. is maybe hasn't got that. Although mm. Wilson has said that EA are still committed to the game. And they see mm-hmm. it as a game that would have like a seven to ten year life cycle. Oh god, I laughed wow. out loud when I saw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be easy to say that when you're basically writing off the first year, right? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's going to come back, and I'm going to yeah. be eating my words like later on, and it's going to be a massive hit. But we'll... and, and you know, and in case it needs saying again, we like that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> we would rather the game turned out to be good. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that's what we all want, apart from James, who who will. Yeah, imagine if Anthem got good. What the hell would this news section be it, about then? I'd have really nice stories to tell, Matt. Is what it would be. I, I'd, I'd love to have some good news stories in this in the news. You know. I mean. Oh, nice. Can you imagine that just that episode of the show where we all have to be like, oh, fuck, we've all played Anthem this week, and it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <laughs> stop playing Anthem. <laughs> yeah, James but, yeah. is higher level than I am. Yeah. He's booked time off work. He's such <laughs> a great freelancer. So actually, I'm playing it right now. Like, while we're <laughs> he loves being a freelancer, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, seven to ten. Seven. To, uh, Andrew, has the seven to ten year cycle started now, or is this a freebie before it starts next year? Oh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew. Okay, he's gone. It's technically it's early access. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, when I say seven to ten year, that starts in twenty twenty two. This is just like early access. Like this is testing in in a way. <laughs> yeah. Shame. It's fine. Okay, next story. Um, Epic denies that Fortnite makes money, and EA rebrands loot boxes <laughs> as surprise mechanics. Oh, this was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was. This was. When this was happening, I didn't know. This is like a. What, this is like a, a a live comments department for digital culture and media. And there's like a live mm-hmm. sort of inquiry on online, and you sent us a mm-hmm. link, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, yeah. It's been a day, and then uh, yeah, I, I tuned in, but it was a uh, fantastic to watch. Yeah, so I I'd saw uh, yeah I'd seen people tweeting about it. Um, basically being like, oh my god, if the way this is going, they're going to ban Fortnite, like because it was. <laughs> so yeah, this is so the representatives from um, EA and from Epic, um, basically just getting quizzed about, um, yeah, sort of potentially addictive or harmful elements of their games. And holy shit, I don't think anyone had like prepared Epic or given them any clue as to like how the game was being discussed over here. Like, obviously, it led with 
Was it Prince Harry who said, yeah, oh, yeah. Fortnite's addictive so, and shows you banned. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Prince Harry talks about that. I mean, because the, the whole focus of the committee was about like immersive and addictive technologies and like where yeah. there's a problem. And it didn't start well because, I mean, both companies like flatly denied that there were any problems with video games at all. Like there was, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, which they obviously they're going to do that. But yeah. And I mean, it just seems like Epic's council. Like, say, I mean, this is the weird thing. It says, Epic's Council said that the idea of addiction was, and this is the quote, couldn't be further from the truth about our ethics and design philosophy. So he's basically <laughs> saying that Epic don't make games that are designed to make you want to keep playing them. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's bizarre. Well, and well, then, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to defend this, but do, do you think there's a difference between, like, getting people addicted and wanting people to be to playing them a lot? I think there is well, a difference. This is it, isn't it? Well, like, the overall feeling I got... And maybe I'm, I mean, I probably am being naive. I do think the vast majority of people working in game development do just want to make good stuff that people want to keep playing because mm-hmm. it's good, right? Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I just don't but, believe that Epic are doing it, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I, I mean, I know what I, you mean. Um, I don't know. Come on, any, what, any game. Well, why do you think Epic like, are different? Okay, any game that is designed around free to play, the design is is going to be designed to be addictive, isn't it? To try and get people to spend yeah. money. That's the purpose. That's it's like that's where it comes. You know, yeah, because the, if it's easy to get away from, then they don't. They don't make, make any money. It's money. Yeah, that's how. I mean, that's always yeah, been the like, reason I don't like free to play very much. Is that it feels like that then the games are being designed in this way to try and extract money from you in a different way and mm. I, I'm not a fan of that yeah, yeah. and, and, and I, I, I think you're, you're, you're fully right um, but I don't think everyone epic is like oh how can we get everyone addicted to our game they obviously want people to, you know, no. to, be, to be compelling for people to come back to well, enjoy yeah, it and I, ultimately I to, to I don't think they have meetings where they're like sitting around going how can we be evil and make people addicted to this but they are <laughs> constantly trying to work out ways to keep people engaged I mean oh, that's, yeah, of course that's, 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 that's every game yeah. developer is yeah, but and, then, I, but, and, I th- and I think there was certainly from um, this inquiry, there was like a, a real sense that they were maybe just like not even aware of the responsibility of that. Like, at least with like with EA, they talked about, you know, like, yeah, the, you know, bad things happen as a result of this and we have teams that are on it and we work um, to expose people who are, you know, selling uh, what's the is it foot coins yeah, yeah whatever they yeah. are uh, yeah you know like people selling stuff on the black market people gambling etc etc um, like we we work to stop that stuff whereas Epic were just like oh, it's fine it's fine yeah, stop I, having I, a go I, I, yeah. it was- I don't think that's, that's good at all <laughs> yet you, see, you need to acknowledge <laughs> it is what it is not just say yeah. well no it's totally totally fine and what's the problem yeah. but you see the yeah, reason yeah. I feel that also Epic are doing this on purpose is because when they were asked direct questions like about how many people were playing their games and what their habits were, <laughs> Epic said yeah. that they couldn't answer those questions because they said we think it's difficult to have a categorical understanding of what uh, of what that is given. It varies from time to time and person to person, like as in like you know how long people play for. But then he contradicted himself by stating that he believed that a frequent player was someone who had played within the last two weeks or thirty days, and so right. I mean. <laughs> Of course they know all of this stuff. It's definitely yeah. they know all of this stuff, like how long people are playing for, what maps they're playing all the time, you know, what weapons and that, because that's how they balance everything, isn't it? And how they work out, yeah. you know, what to focus mm. on. I mean, yeah. why lie about that? It makes no sense. I was. <laughs> the, did, you, did you hear the whole bit about Facebook as well? So uh, Epic were doing a whole thing of like, we don't collect any information on our players, which was don't believe that. mad. Um, and they were saying, oh, well, you know, they all they all go through like, you know, Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft or whatever, and we, we don't collect that data. I mean, completely ignoring the fact that you do need an Epic account 
to yeah. you know to play properly. Yeah. So they're definitely getting something from that. And then they also um, talk about um, yeah the fact that like Facebook. Um, you know, talking about Facebook advertising and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, Facebook collects the information, not us. doesn't count. And they're like, yeah, but you may not be collecting the information, but you can still go to Facebook and say, we want to advertise to people <laughs> who haven't logged into this service in uh, you know an amount of time. And yeah, and it was just mad the way Epic were just sort of like, oh, I don't know, I don't really have that information. Oh, I think you're being unfair. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It was childish at times. But then um, the funniest quote, though, was when they said, when he said, the Epic Council said, I don't think it's accurate to define Epic as making money from people playing the game. <laughs> and then, <it's, laughs> and then he, like, the MP responded saying, well, you're clearly not a charity. It's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, that, it's just bizarre. Like you said, I mean, they can't have been briefed. Like They can't have realised what this was going to be or mm. what kind of questions they were going to get asked because why would you say mm. that? Yeah, they seem so yeah. unprepared. Mm. Well, these God, guys this, just sent yes. to you know fend for themselves. Yeah, and the um, yeah the bit where they they were asked if it, <laughs> yeah do they really not think it was important to establish the age of people who play the game? And they said nope. <laughs> they don't think that's important. Um, See, I mean, like you said, EA definitely fared better. I mean, I said in our group, yeah. I think this is because they're used to defending the indefensible, and so it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not too bad for them. But they did do this loot crates thing. We're calling them surprise mechanics, which is oh I mean, god, really funny. Yeah, it's like you don't remove the the stink on something like that by just renaming it. Like I know you can't just rebrand loot boxes at this surprise point. Surprise mechanics, love that. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know, she did explain like. Because yeah, obviously, yeah, they're having the whole conversation. Like, yeah, but it's gambling, though, isn't it? And they were like, yeah, but people do enjoy not knowing what they're going to get to an extent. I don't know if that's entirely true or not. Like, certainly, she's right in that, you know, you see in free-to-play games, like, there's always, um, whenever you buy, like, a, a loot crate or whatever, you know, there's always a bit of a, a ceremony to yeah. it. Um, which is designed to appeal to your exactly yeah, that yeah and isn't the the FIFA thing is you want a walkout right you want to get a, a player who's good enough that they get a little walkout animation is that that's that, no, that no idea thing? I've never done it but yeah I'll okay, take fine. you over it um, um, basically yeah if you get a player of a certain caliber there's like a whole animation where they like run out onto the pitch and that means you got someone good and that's like a thing yeah that you want um, and again it's yeah so apparently you know there's like YouTube videos of people just opening packs of FIFA players and it's like right let's get, let's get a fucking walkout and as you say it's all designed because they know people are sort of hooked on the, the idea of maybe getting a good character or yeah. item or, or whatever um, so you know like Overwatch the way it when you you know you unlock a you open a loot box in Overwatch it like throws these little tokens up into the air and you can see from the the trail of like the color trail that it leaves like the rarity of it <laughs> so you might like before you actually see what the items are yeah they all get thrown into the air and then they land on the ground yeah. so obviously as it gets thrown up you're like oh my god there's like two yellow ones holy fuck holy fuck and then you see then you see what they are and it's yeah it's this managed it's totally presentation like, you like, know, yeah. yeah um so yeah it is manipulative there's there's no other way to put it and yeah okay maybe um, the devs are sort of completely naive, and aren't they? Are just like, how can we make this really exciting? Um, but you, you've still got to acknowledge the effect that is going to have on some people, even if it's only a relatively small percentage of your players, which Epic really didn't seem willing to do at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Let's. Okay. So Microsoft is cutting back on internal content. 
So it right. seems that Microsoft has let people go who were involved in their like internal editorial content. So these were people okay. across Mixer and inside Xbox. Is Mixer popular? Just out of curiosity, do people actually use it? <laughs> I, I mean, I, as far I as I can ha- tell, it's basically the bing of streaming services isn't it yeah it's, just... I, I, it's got an audience and like it feels like they're constantly tapping people up to be like partners i guess mm-hmm. and i've seen i've seen a few people go over to mixer and i'm like why like is why it better than twitch, twitch though is it like functionally I think it has better some, than twitch? i think i think it has some features which are impressive uh mm-hmm. but but like like it did like co-streaming before i was gonna like, say it's twitch is, that before twitch is still isn't like else, probably i think it's in beta now but you know yeah. it's had that for a while it's got you can you can basically like interact with like the streams in much more complex ways and and get give people what is the equivalent of like bits and mm-hmm. so i think it does have some some good features but um i mean i obviously in percentage it, it pales to to switch but it has an audience i imagine i mean i think sean's you know idea of it being like the bing of Yes, yeah, streaming so that apps, you know, I'm sure it has an audience. It's probably a really good size audience, but it's obviously nothing compared to to Twitch and stuff. But um, yeah, sorry, I've, yeah, I know it's probably sounding like I was being a dick. I just meant it's like the <laughs> you see it whenever you use a Microsoft product, and it's like, hey, what about Mixer? And you're like, ah, oh, I'm all right, honestly. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, inside Xbox, what? Because obviously, my experience of that was just in the 360 days when it was Andy Farron and Dan Ma and Jane Douglas, etc. I, don't, I have no idea what Inside Xbox is now well, or was. It was brought back like recently. Right. And okay. So the people that were let go from this, they were let go just before E3. And right. it says, because from the Games Industry.biz article, I mean, it says that the people that were mostly affected were employees of this thing called Mighty Media Studios. And the, this right. was the company that Microsoft had contracted to help produce the content. Okay. So it's weird because like inside Xbox has apparently gone quiet now. There hasn't been anything for like a couple of months really that have like come right. from it. And I mean, although the article really talks about this idea that I mean this may not I mean why at this stage like why do this now and they reckon it's because it's Microsoft's financial year is like ending and so they're mm-hmm. like restructuring now but it doesn't mean that they're like completely just getting rid of all the internal content. It's just they're just doing a restructure or whatever before the end of the financial year. Yeah. So exciting. Okay. And the yeah. weird thing is, like, Inside mm. Xbox, when I first saw these headlines, I was like, oh, wow. So, like, Inside Xbox, when I hear that, I think about the two-hour show, yeah. which is their equivalent of, you know, State of Play Nintendo uh, Direct. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I wonder who, like, you know, is it, like, some of the hosts or what are they doing to that show? Are they changing? But actually, it's this editorial team yeah. who are creating other stuff, like Xbox Wire, which is their, like, internal blog and yeah. on the, like, their like, Xbox blog and some other stuff. Uh, stuff, mm. stuff I don't really engage with in all honesty, but um, yeah. Yeah. They, that, that, this... it's not just the two-hour show which we see funded by people like Julian Hardy and Major yeah. Nelson and, and oh, yeah, Rubenstein yeah. and stuff, no. They, you see, they've done this before, though, because I remember when... Do you remember before the 360 came out? And obviously, like Major Nelson, like had a lot of stuff like going on then. You know that he was doing his podcast and stuff. But they also had like a bunch of blogs as well that they were working with. And I remember, like a couple of years after the 360 came out, they kind of got rid of all of those as well and just left it with Major Nelson. I mean, I don't think that was a great decision, but, <laughs> but that's what they did. And uh, yeah, so they do seem to periodically have these sorts of like you know cutbacks where they just suddenly decide, oh, we don't need this now. And uh, yeah, which is a shame. Weird. Yeah, but I've I've read a report saying like okay they're doing this, but actually I think that that they've been engaging with other sort of influencers to create their sort of content for them, particularly on places like Mixer. Uh, so right. so maybe rather than having like the actual paid full time editorial team to produce original content, they're just going to engage with the people that are actually active on Mixer and no other channels to 
create the create the content, which you know, which makes sense, admittedly. But uh, I'd just love to know how, how popular Mixer is. Like, how many people are actually watching that? It's that'd be interesting. I think it's probably popular enough to make it worth a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it didn't sound convinced. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next story. Um, game has been taken over by Sports Direct. So fucking hell. This is so high street retailer game. I mean, it's. I mean, Sports Direct already had. Like a like a stake in them, didn't they, for quite a long time? I but was yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah, now agreed okay. to take over a game for £51.9 <laughs> million. Pounds, and yeah. this worked out apparently at about 30 pence per share. But it seems that game didn't have much choice because their whole future strategy relied on Sports Direct anyway because they were going to like right. roll out kiosks in all their shops. And also they were supporting those belong venues, you know, the places where you do the, like, uh, the game yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, they're kind of done now, I guess. I mean, and, and now Games Future Strategy is massive pint mugs and big bags for life. <laughs> and, and Lonsdale goods. Lonsdale, yeah. yeah. If it was Lonsdale, yeah. <laughs> yeah, expect to see that. <laughs> I mean, I wonder uh, whether they might... Because those stores that they've got... I mean, they cl- quite a lot of game stores have closed, haven't they, around the UK? Like, over the last year or so. Yeah. As I understand it. Because David was saying the one that he had, like where he lived, is that that got shut down like quite recently. Maybe okay. they're going to do that and just keep a couple of them and then just move all of them as like kiosks inside Sports Directs and stuff. What do you think? That'd be weird. Or House of Fraser, but, which they now own as well. House of, House of Fraser, yeah. yeah. Go there for your games. <laughs> yeah, because I remember like game, there used to be like game concessions in places like Debenhams and stuff. And obviously, yeah, yeah, that was a they thing. They went uh, and then had mm. their own stores and then. I mean, I, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if game was a concession in another store. But places like House of Frasier aren't exactly doing great. Debenhams always feels like it's on the edge of falling off a cliff. Like, mm. where where do you go? Mm. I mean, there are lots of sports directs, and they're all massive, uh, with like really high ceilings, just full of not a lot of great stuff. So maybe there is a space for that, but like you'd have to rename them. It'll be awfully weird to have game and sports direct. I mean, I know they did shut down some game like locations, uh, but. I don't know. I mean, they need to do something. I don't, I don't know how Mike Ashley is going to turn the company's fortunes around. But uh, mm. Well, he's just mm. playing Monopoly at the moment, isn't he? He's just trying to buy as many like <laughs> shops as he can like around the high street. But, yeah. He um, should be focusing much. on keeping like Rafa Benitez at Newcastle, not this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what he should have been doing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, hello, again, Ultimately, we won a big, successful, good games retail on, on the high street. If game goes, well, what we're left with is um, yeah, it's like, CX you know, and basically place and supermarkets, I guess, and online. Like yeah. you know, to not have a games retailer will be shocking. The sad thing is, the only games retailer we, we, we've currently got is game, and it's shit. Um, mm. So we're sort <laughs> of you know, it, like, it's easy to our place. It's easy to make fun, but also, yeah, like we we do deserve a good games shop and you know in the high street but then um you know when was the last time you went in hmv or I yeah. i'm still I, shocked I whenever i go to like the city i'm still shocked that there's that still there like to be honest yeah. it's just how is that still running that shop yeah yeah it's, but it's i, I used to go in you know loads of shops to look at all the gaming stuff and now like i, I there's no there's nowhere to go because no you know like, well, it's also you because game, you know I mean, hmv doesn't really have, it has a gaming section one of the one leads actually is really big the, the hmv and there is a like, gaming section but it's also so there's other stuff which i'm not really interested in and let's be yeah. honest the price is it's, i'm never gonna get a bargain now am i exactly not that I'm really, that's, fully, no. fully focused on that i would actually I, I would actually arguably like 
pay the same amount as other places or maybe even a little bit more if the experience was fantastic. I mean, I did genuinely used to love places like Electronics Boutique back in yeah, the day and, and also Games, uh, GameStation. Yeah. Obviously, Game mm-hmm. bought GameStation, but GameStation, we've covered this, I know, but like, they feel like genuine gaming fans uh, or people that really like worked well in that environment, they felt mm-hmm. legitimate and yeah, it always felt like a good experience to go there. It felt yeah. very like sort of Gorilla and Indy in a way. It, yeah. it wasn't like a, the tidiest stores, but it felt like a good place. Game feels yeah. totally different. doesn't have that ex- expertise, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't See, know. Also, I mean, sad, I used really. to love like going to those places and just like, you know, like flicking through the racks and stuff to see if there was anything like good. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. this was before, I mean, this is kind of before like internet was like what it is now, you know, where it's like you could always get it cheaper online now, wherever you look. So mm. there was a very good chance that you could pick up a bargain in one of those places. But yeah, yeah. it's impossible. Or just find now. stuff that you didn't know yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah. Like, There's that yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, like we, I used to really enjoy going to. I'm sure I've told this before, but um, the yes, yeah, so the uh, game that used to be in the Arndale Centre in Manchester, um, and it used to be fucking huge. And like, as soon as you walked in, there was like a massive TV, um, which was like just showing like trailers and intro videos to get. I remember just like going there once and they're showing just the intro video to Final Fantasy VIII and it was just like, oh, and you just stand there for like five, ten minutes watching yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, and just wandering through, it was like going to like, it's like going to a library or something. Like there was just so much stuff there, most of which you either hadn't heard of or maybe you'd read a bit in a magazine. I was like, oh my God, they've got this. And, um, and it, it felt like a genuine act of discovery yeah. going there. Whereas... I mean, is it game's fault that that's not a thing anymore? I was going to say, is that because the the internet internet is here and we know too much? Like, yeah, when I was younger, I'd go there because I'm like, what games are out? Or what games could I see? Now Mm -hmm. I... I either know or I I've or get online or like there isn't like there isn't there won't be a sense of discovery really in any shops yeah. because because we know it or we can find out you know on our, on our phones instantly mm-hmm. so it's a case of the internet giving us so much knowledge we don't need to go there for discovery and also no we're not going to get a bargain I mean the last place for this that's still happening is like CEX because I don't I don't get it that often but when I do I'm like there can be any old shit on these shelves <laughs> and it is always it's always it's always you know fun to sort of look through and see if there's any old games I, I remember and stuff but you know but game but it's like yeah, you know, gaming is such a massive booming in, it's such an industry like bigger you know, we've all heard bigger than music and films like why isn't there like a decent retailer on, yeah, but on, not, on the high street there's not a decent well, retailer line, for music anymore either is there <laughs> it's different well, I, guess, yeah. it's, I guess it probably doesn't need it but it's just yeah. sad really Mm. It is a show. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Mike Ashley will be um, putting all his money behind uh, this company, so I'm very excited to see. Oh, definitely, yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely <laughs> going to do that. Um, okay. The last thing I've got is because um, Matt sent this to me, actually, and I think it is very interesting. It's Ooh, talking. No, we... no, it's it's very good. I mean, this is talking about like, who won the attention war at E3 this year. So, okay. this is a website called ICO Partners, and it's this guy called Thomas uh, Bidal who has analyze the impact of E3 in social media and through articles and everything. I mean, mm. there's a lot of figures in this article, but it is... I mean, I, there's just some key points that we can look at. There's So, Xbox came out on top in terms of coverage with Nintendo just behind. But the interesting thing about it is that Sony's coverage was still 76% of Xboxes, despite the fact <laughs> it didn't even turn up. So, it's like people are still talking about them and their articles are still written and games obviously are coming to it as well. So, I mean... 
Sony have got to be looking at that and thinking that's not bad. Like, oh, yeah, that, that's amazing. Yeah, we've spent it's a, it's a no money. Freebie. We've spent no money and we got seventy six percent of like yeah. our competitors' like stuff. I mean, that's that's not bad. So, but is that how much of that is people being like, but why weren't Sony at E three? Like, do you think that's that was a talking point in and of itself and won't be next year? Maybe. I I, I think that definitely. I mean, overshadow is probably the wrong wrong word, but like you know, it, pretty much every conversation that's been had about A3 is like, well, but there's no Sony, or well, where the trailers can be shown, well, oh, Microsoft because there's no Sony, or shame it's not that Sony. Con-. Like, I felt like that was always yeah. in the conversation, even if yeah. you weren't directly talking about PlayStation. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they played an absolute blind. They didn't have to turn up. They owned a conversation <laughs> in many regards, and yeah, save a, save a ton of money. Yeah, mm. and like regarding the number of articles produced, like PlayStation was still the most mentioned console as well, which is crazy. I mean, that is weird. Presumably, is I mean weird. that's because they've just got a massive user base, haven't they? So it's like you know any yeah, third party so. games, which are mostly was what we're being shown. Then of course they're going to talk about that. Nintendo mm. did well when they were discussed in isolation of the other two. So if it was just right. talking about Nintendo, they did really well with that. And Square Enix was the most talked about publisher. Um, okay. Which, yeah, I'll, I'll, that'll be down to F, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, I should think so. Yeah, yeah. But also, they noted that there were fewer VR articles this year uh, compared with the last, last year. But Devolver did very well, and they they came ahead of Sega this time, which is uh, wow. Yeah. What do that you is. think was the most talked about game? It was got Cyberpunk, surely. It was. Yeah. It was Cyberpunk yeah. with Final Fantasy VII just behind it. So yeah. Okay. What, 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 what? Do you know what's third? I no, I can't remember. Okay. I have to open the. Article. I can't even think yeah. what it could be. I, yeah, okay. Mm. I mean, I guess Keanu is obviously a massive talking point anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, with regards to Cyberpunk, yeah, yeah, totally. Star power, mate. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even Stadia was like talked about quite a bit, like at, at this thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's not bad, I guess. It's exciting. Yeah, Stadia's still happening. Oh. I think. Okay, Matt. The number three was Marvel Avengers. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, guess that okay. makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, so Square Enix would make sense because they had both Avengers and Final Fantasy VII, so they had, yeah, two, yeah, with yeah, two of the one that's. Ones. I suppose that covers two bases as well. Like the obviously the Avengers game is going to get talked about in much wider circles than just purely game stuff, isn't it? Because yeah. Avengers quite big, quite a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Sony Sony one e three without turning up. <laughs> Amazing, crazy. Yeah. Oh, none of us went. Did we win? Yeah, I was gonna say, but are, are, is TCGS not on the list? That's it's the biggest. Yeah. Sadly yeah. not. No. Next year, We're still Next working year. out our show, aren't we? For the uh, TCGS yeah. con happens next yeah. year. The, no, the TCGS <laughs> so- showcase is still. Oh yeah. Know. I mean, you're joking. People are up for it. We've had tweets and stuff. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I might have been in the Discord. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, of course, no, no, people no, are yeah. up for it. They don't we, have to do we, anything. They just have messages. to sit around and. God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. We could do a show. A certain Peter Molyneux got in touch. We'll reveal more next year when we're ready. But let's safe <laughs> to say, block out the calendars. Okay, and that's the that's the end of the news. Christ! Uh, oh my god, we have to do what we've been playing, don't we? We do. We haven't done this for a couple of yeah, weeks. We it's haven't been a while. <laughs> are we, are we, what are we going to do? Are we are we just accepting that this is going to take a while, or are we just going to try and blaster it? I don't know. Well, um, depends. we'll just keep, start. Is keep it? going just, see what happens. So we'll, yeah. do, we'll, we'll play it by ear. It's fine. Um, oh, well, let's start with the one we've all played because we've all had a shot of my friend Pedro, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah we have I haven't finished it I've got to like the end of the second world if you could call it that so no I'm saying no I got into the third one sorry um, but have you guys finished it or I have yeah uh, okay. uh, I have an hour I've pointed it like an hour and a bit hour and a half so okay. um, no I haven't yeah. quite finished it I haven't finished it yet but uh, what, 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 what do you guys think what do you think then James 
Do you know what's real? So I've got mixed feelings about this one. Um, to be honest. I mean, yeah. overall, overall, I like it. It yeah. does remind me of Duke Nukem Manhattan Project. Um, okay. Do you remember that? That's a deep that cut. Was, I, I mean, I never played it. I'm aware of it. It yeah. was the 2D like side-scrolling one, and it's yeah, got yeah. it's got quite a similar visual style. I mean, okay, g- g- gameplay is nothing like it, obviously. But it just, yeah. I don't know the visual style reminded me a lot of that. But mm-hmm. I really felt with it that the mileage you get from it depends on how much time you're willing to put in to make things look cool. Is the thing right? Yeah, because it's very easy to run through the game like occasionally using stuff that make it look really good but if you put a lot of time into it then you can definitely make it look like a sort of you know like a film or whatever or like Deadpool or something like that then it can be amazing but Mm. if you just kind of blast through it I think maybe you're missing the point I'm not sure because yeah and it does like it encourages you to do more interesting stuff because it you know if you're getting shot a lot it's like remember you can press l to dodge yeah <laughs> and you know stuff like that and obviously you know you finish every level and like it's not a dick about it you just get a rating from c up to a or s i can't remember i've never got anywhere above b so i don't know mm-hmm. how high it goes um but yeah you get a rating and it's not like it doesn't bollock you for it it's just like that's yeah, clearly the the lowest available yeah. rating if you get a c um so it you know it's just politely pointing out there was a better way of doing this mm-hmm. um so that's fine. Um, I think I don't know. I think my only issue is maybe I'm just very shit at it. Maybe there's going to be videos of people playing this at a really high level that's going to make me feel really dumb. Oh, definitely. Will um, be. It's that's but, that always. <laughs> but I just felt like so. For example, so yeah, like for most of the game, you have like twin pistols, and it explains you know here's how you like you can go into slow motion, like jump in the air, do a somersault, and then there's like two guys you can. Um, you know, you can aim at one guy and then you press the left trigger and you can aim your other gun at someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get bonus points for doing what it calls a split kill. I just found like so many times I was doing that and I was sort of flipping through the air in slow motion. I was going bang, 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 shooting the guns. And even though I was targeting the people and it was auto aiming at them for me, it was just like not enough of the bullets were landing because the guns were a little bit inaccurate. And then, and then I'm just like rolling on the floor. And then the guys are still there because they've taken a bit of damage, but not quite enough to kill them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just die in one hit. <laughs> if the whole, if this is to make me look cool, then why is it? Why am I like falling prey to like, oh well, you did the thing we told you to, but you just randomly your guns weren't quite accurate enough and didn't. That does get happen them in the at head. the beginning, but then later yeah. on you get more powerful guns, and that doesn't happen so much because okay. you have yeah. you get. Like, I, mean, I got, I got the, like the twin Uzis, which yeah. are a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know. Did you yeah, see? On. I've I had a weird thing with the button placement as well, with the way this works because you know you've got like yeah. a kick move, yeah. So you can like you can, but you can also direct the kick with the right thumbstick. Oh, so, can you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. With the, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can aim it, can't you? Yeah. <coughs> so you press X to kick on. We're using the right thumb and also yeah. direct so that. Okay. Imagine trying to direct, like, do the direction and also press X at the same time. It's kind yeah. of impossible. Like, it doesn't to do work. That. Yeah. yeah, it's like the button placement, like the way they, I don't know why they chose that because it, it really, it makes it almost, I mean, I, I gave up doing that because it was just like, I'm, I can't do this. I'm, I'm going to, my thumb's yeah. already hurt. I can't do that. It's going <laughs> to destroy I, I them. I found I've been doing more, more like I've just been doing a few, but a few rounds and if that hasn't killed a person running up and kicking them because mm-hmm. that felt like the quickest way of finishing them off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, and, and it's I, like, I totally and, get what you know, mean about the whole split thing. Like when that, when I've been doing that and not killing, I've also been pressing L to sort of dodge if people have also been shooting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to sort of yeah. get around it. 
Um, I mean, I don't, I, 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 you know, fair play to it for just not like for not being stupidly hard because mm-hmm. much prefer a game where I can sort of muddle my way through and get, you know, get a sense that actually I could be doing much better, but I still get to see the game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the checkpoint know, system was really generous in that regard as well. Yeah, you, yeah, when we die, yeah. you don't start far away from where you were at all, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know the moments when it does work, you do feel cool as fuck, and it's, it is really good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt there were so many times where the, the momentum just sort of went, um, but then and it was just a little bit frustrating. But that's but. the thing, though, because I think the thing with the momentum is about like whether you've mastered it or not. I think is yeah. it's like maybe like going back. I'm not saying you got to get good and all that kind of thing. I'm just <laughs> what I mean is is like you know after finishing it, maybe going back and then trying to master some of the systems. Then maybe yeah. that that wouldn't be such a case of it like feeling yeah. like it slows down because I know mm-hmm. what you mean because there's levels where you use like the skateboard and stuff and you're like this should be brilliant yeah. like you're you know riding a skateboard down shooting people and everything yeah. but I kept on falling off and then it like <laughs> slows down the thing but you're thinking if I could really nail this this would be fantastic but yeah. I just think it ser- seriously seems to be a design like a game designed to be mastered and to like spend yeah. a long time sort of figuring out the systems and everything for it to work well mm-hmm. this is why I think mm-hmm. it is very good it's just. I think it requires a lot more play um, to like really yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say like, I was really, really impressed when I started playing it because I was really interested in this game when it first got announced at one of the Nintendo Directs or, or mm. Nindy, Nindy things I had. Nindy Swans, yeah, yeah. I played it at uh, a Res this year and I was really disappointed oh, with yeah, the frame rate. I'm not sure uh, yeah. if I played it on Switch or, or Xbox or what I played it on, but I was, I was, I was like, oh, awesome, we could play Pedro here. I sat down and it wasn't really feeling at all, but I, I'm happy to report that it playing it on Switch, I, that's, that, that, those all frame issues, especially like the uh, early time I played it, that they've been eradicated and it feels really smooth uh, and yeah. fast, but I was not yeah, happy yeah. when I played that, that, that build or whatever it was at Res. I was like, oh no, this game isn't what I thought it would be, but, yeah, I think I think it feels great uh, in that regard. It's 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 nice and fast. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Technically, it's it's spot on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fine. It didn't blow me away, unfortunately. Um, as I say, it might not be the game's fault. Um, I think it just requires yeah, a lot I've, like repeated play, really, and yeah, you know, just possibly, one, which is yeah. not yeah, not necessarily something I'm. I mean, to as I say, that there'll definitely be videos of like high level play, and it might inspire me to have another go. Um, Certainly, I reckon this will be at the next um, Games Done Quick event. One of which is on right now, by the way. Um, oh, what's on right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's on at the moment, but uh, yeah, Summer Games Done Quick is on this week. Um, oh, right. Listen on Wednesday, and it's yeah, it's just on constantly on Twitch, and there's just loads of people doing really interesting speedruns. Yeah, um, I, I think well the humor in this is nice. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed that in, in the yeah. AEA playtime. Uh, I, I think it knows itself quite well. Uh, but I think it's, I think you're right. I think you can sort of model through without doing the the ridiculously cool moves, and that's mm-hmm. still enough. And then so it doesn't feel as doesn't feel as cool or as much like you know uh, a, like a, a, a dance and stuff as mm. uh, as it could do, and as like the best sort of bullet time style games do. You know, they make yeah. you feel like you're sort of just getting out of the way of the bullets and doing these cool moves. This doesn't hasn't really felt like that. It's particularly mm-hmm. you know, certainly like in the, in the initial sort of ninety minutes I played. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. How long was the game, James? You, you finished, Jeremy? I did. Uh, I can't remember. Probably <laughs> five, six hours, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, okay, cool. okay. Yeah, nice. it's it's not well. super long. I mean, you can if if you just sort of go through it, you know, just quickly, it's it's fine. But uh, as I yeah. said, I, you need more time. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to give more time to it next, this week and mm-hmm. get it done for next week for sure. 
Yeah, and absolutely. Like, if you're the sort of person who wants to go back and get better scores and stuff, it is built for that. So, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, what else, James? Did you finish Gato Roboto, or did you? I did. Spin it off. No, I finished oh, it. Did. Yeah, I did finish it. Yeah, I didn't get 100 percent though, and no, I, I didn't got feel like the need 90. to do so either. To be honest, by well, the it's, that's just as well because you can't. Um, it does a really weird thing yeah when you go down the big lift to yeah. the, the very final bit like that's it it auto saves and you can't go back up oh okay um, it, does, it does warn you that though I think before it does yeah 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 um, but yeah I, I got sort of like 96% completion or something and that was like four hours mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I absolutely loved it yeah um, <laughs> I uh, go on yeah I, I very much enjoyed it as well I thought it was mm. um, yeah the pacing in particular was really good I mean it was I mean it felt quite short though did you find that? I mean, I oh yeah, absolutely I felt, is like I felt I, like it was about a third the length of a game that I thought it was going to be. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, see, was... I, I knew it was going to be short going in, which is part of the reason I wanted to play it. Yeah, because um, I mean, I, I, a just because yeah, you know, time being short as it is, um, and also just the fact that it's really interesting to see. Like obviously, Metroidvania is a generally pretty sprawling, and it's like. Um, you know, you're usually looking at sort of 20 plus hours for a decent mm-hmm. Metroidvania because the whole point is, ah, oh, it's a fucking huge map and you're going to spend ages uncovering it and finding all the secrets. Whereas this is like, like I said, 96% completion in four hours. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, and as yeah, it's just interesting in terms of the pacing because you're like, oh yeah, you can do all that Metroidvania stuff, but way more quickly if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's totally possible. Um, and I just, yeah, I just, thought it was pretty funny the stuff of getting in and out of the suit and having to just play as the cat um was was pretty good it's like really interesting um but yeah but it was all it was really well signposted as well as in like you know where you've got to yeah. go next but without it feeling yeah. like it was you know it was yeah absolutely and there wasn't too much yeah you, you, you know the, the shit metroidvania thing of like oh that's a thing i don't recognize i can't deal with it yeah i must have to get an ability and come back mm-hmm. like it doesn't rub that in your face too much at all um yeah, good game. So how, do you think this, how do you think this compares to other sort of recent Metroidvanias or other um, ones you played? Like, obviously, you know, it's not like something like Hollow Knight, which I got, like, fully obsessed with. Um, I, you know, Sean, I was thinking about that again the other day. Just, yeah. I, I still keep <laughs> listening to the music because it's amazing and yeah, it man. just reminds me of playing the game. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah that's it's, so good. Yeah, something like Hollow, like Hollow Knight properly gets in your head, whereas this... This won't in the same way, but you'll have a good fucking time playing it, and mm-hmm. you'll finish it in four hours and go, "Brilliant! That's a responsibility I don't have to think about anymore." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, really good. Um, I've got a few short ones. I might just crack on. Uh, so, Shovel Knight. I finished Shovel Knight. Um, All right, okay. But yeah, fucking great, man. So good. The final boss is amazing. Um, like the fact that it's sort of spoilable. Um, says it all I think like I, I don't want to give away what happens in it because it's yeah it's just proper good um, yeah I just, I'm so glad that I went back to it I'm probably not gonna bother with the DLC because I started the um, I can't remember there's two different there's two different DLCs I forget the name of the one I did the one who's like a Grim Reaper fella um, and like it is really interesting like his, his movement the way he works is like um he sort of as you're running and jumping around basically when you're in the air if you're near an enemy you can like do an attack that then sort of slashes through the enemy so it's essentially like a a traversal ability um and that's really cool but i think i've i think i've had enough like the the levels are basically just like remixes of existing ones that you've already just played through in the original shovel knight maybe i just need some time away from it um but i'm yeah Um, but yeah i'm so happy i finished the main game um uh void bastards i streamed 
Oh yeah, of um, course. Yeah, he did. Um, and it was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> no, well, generally speaking, it was fine. Um, but there, there were a few bits. You said you were scared f- on it. Yeah, I'd fully shat pant. Um, what, what, what about it was scaring you exactly? It's just the the fact that. Okay, so just to explain, this is like a rogue, sort of a roguelike, where it's first-person shooter, but you're, you're traveling between, like, derelict spaceships in space, um, and they're full of mutants, and you have to grab, like, certain pieces of equipment, but uh, there's, there's different quirks around, you know, about the different ships. Some of them, um, you know, might not have any lights, or some of them might have, like, way more harder enemies, or some might have, like, like the, the power generator's fucked, so every, like, minute or two the power just goes out and you've got to run back to the power generator and turn it back on and stuff like that um and like obviously your sort of equipment and ammunition stuff is quite limited so you have to be careful that like you don't necessarily don't necessarily stop at every ship or you know every ship you go to you don't necessarily have to like scour every single room it might just be a case of like if you know you're after a certain piece of equipment to make a new gun or whatever and you know it's likely to be in the engine room then maybe just make a beeline for that and then get out um but yeah, it just gets really tense because it's quite—I e- mean, quite easy to die if you if you're careless. Um, as I say, you run out of ammo quite quickly um, if you don't you don't you know if you're not careful with that. Um, and there's just really big horrible enemies occasionally that just like come out of nowhere. It does like a nice thing. You might, do you ever play Thirteen? That first person shooter yeah, based on great. the yeah, French yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, so it does. This does the the onomatopoeia thing of like enemy footsteps. Like you sort of see them in front of you as like you know say like tap 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 or whatever, um, which is really useful. Cause it just gives you a, an idea of what to expect in the next room or whatever. Um, but even so, like stuff will surprise you and it is terrifying. Um, and because you know, like yeah, all right. Every time you die, you get like a new character and some of your stuff carries over and stuff. So it's not the end of the world. But you do, if you're having like a particularly good run, you do get really protective over your character and like. Um, so you do start worrying about like what if I died um, yeah properly enjoyed it like really really good the whole aesthetic is amazing it's proper um, sort of 2000 AD sort of all like sort of 80s 90s comic book style um, like it, it's cell shading which we've all seen plenty of but it's just I don't know just something about the look of it there's just something really clean about it it's really nicely done um, yeah. and uh, yeah that was great and that's that's on Game Pass on PC so I didn't have to pay any money for it oh nice well, um, have you been enjoying have you, are you still enjoying or going back to Game Pass on PC regularly uh, yeah I mean I've um, I don't think they've like really added anything major since I signed up the other week obviously it's only been a couple of weeks so that's fine um, but obviously yeah so played quite a bit of Void Bastards um, obviously my you know keep dipping back into Forza Horizon 4 um, I've downloaded like Astroneer and Wolfenstein 2 and um, oh Moonlighter as well I'm really excited about playing that oh yeah I noticed um, that was added yeah yeah so yeah I mean like tons of stuff to, to try out and I'm Probably, I think I said this last week, I'm probably going to sack off my humble monthly sub now. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, pretty happy with that. Uh, Two more quick ones. Destiny 2, Season of Opulence is out. Um, Do you know what? It it does genuinely seem really great, but I've just got so much to play at the moment that, like, I've put a couple of evenings into it and just came away like, I should have played any one of a number of other things. (laughs) (laughs) Like... You know, Destiny 2 is an amazing game and it's especially brilliant when you haven't like really got anything else on. It's like, and it's like a good default game to fall back on when you can't really think of what else to play. But when 
you do have tons of other things to play and you end up sinking an entire evening into Destiny 2 and you, yeah, I just coming away just being like, didn't really achieve anything um, and I could have like put more time into like Wondersong or, or you know, any of the other games I've mentioned or, you know, I got NBA 2K19 for $3. Did you guys see this? Oh yeah, yeah that, that was like a, well, we thought it was like a price, uh, price issue over E3, yeah. but um, so on the the American eShop on the Switch, you could get NBA Two K nineteen for three dollars. Oh, on and the I, Switch, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, um, I thought it was only on Xbox. Oh, I, yeah, it was on the Switch. Is that still um, the case? Um, maybe it was intentional. I, I don't know. No, um, please no. So I I've bought that, and I'm just like, that's going to take ages to learn because those games are not easy. Um, <laughs> and I'm just yeah, and I'm just like, wow, do I need to? Like realistically, I'm not going to have time to do any of the the new like proper high level stuff in Destiny Two. So. Maybe I'll just put that to bed until the next proper big expansion comes out, which does look great. Um, and I have enjoyed what I've played in the season of Opulence. Basically, the main thing they've added is this menagerie mode where you basically, like, you and five other people are just running through this, like, random assortment of um, encounters against, like, basically co-op, um, you know, events where stuff's happening and there'll, there'll be, like, specific objectives you have to fulfill and the better you do at that, you get more stuff and... Bleh. The usual, but it is good fun. Um, I just, as I say, I just don't think I've got the time anymore, or so it's just not at the moment. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Eververse changes that they've made? Oh, I mean, they're fine. Um, it just seems a bit easier to actually buy specific things that you want rather than it just being loot boxes. Yeah. So surprise, surprise mechanics. Um, <laughs> it seems fine to me. It's not something I've ever delved into in Destiny 2, really. Um, a lot of people seem quite yeah. pumped about it, saying it's, yeah. it's a lot better now because now you can just like, do what we want essentially rather than having to buy certain things, having to pay extra dust to change shaders and all sorts of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, it all just seems like it's you know you can very specifically say what you actually want to buy now, and that's that seems better than just rolling the dice repeatedly buying loot boxes. Um, I mean, yeah, between that and the fact that you know the next expansion we're getting full cross save. Um, and he's very happy to wave goodbye to Activision, to be honest. Um, not, I don't know if that if it was their fault that we didn't get cross-save. Apparently, there were reasons they couldn't discuss. why. Apparently, yeah. cross-save has been working for ages and they just couldn't do it because um, they weren't allowed. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about the, the new stuff coming out in whenever it is, like October. But I know what you mean um, by Sean, because I you see mm. I keep meaning to go back to Destiny again yeah. because mm-hmm. I haven't played it for a couple of months now, I don't think, since we did that stream. And it's yeah. just I do want to play it, but I've got a lot to play through at the moment. And it, it does yeah. feel like that game to play when you haven't got much like on. Yeah, and uh, Totally. Yeah. I mean, so. and, and it is and I and I, yeah, I can't stress enough how good it is for that. Mm-hmm. But as, as I say, yeah, as you say, when you've got so much sort of the stuff on, it's like, ah, uh, just like you can't yeah. just spend an evening on it and be like, great, that was a complete experience. It's like, no, this was the first step of me spending another hundred hours on it. Yeah. Because there's, there's so <laughs> a, much a to very do. easy um, hundred hours, but it's still, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, a hundred hours. But you'd get nothing else played in, yeah. the, in that time. Yeah, it's good. If, um, it wasn't, if I wasn't doing a podcast every week and or streams, that, I would just play that. I would just play yeah. Destiny. Yeah, totally. It's um, a nice, yeah, it's a nice, enjoyable game you just keep playing every single day but uh, absolutely and especially is, if you've got a group of mates like you know i've mentioned um you know there's a group of guys nearby who they play cod every thursday and sometimes i go and join them um guys got like a home office and they have loads of pcs set up and stuff I, i'm still like man if they played destiny 2 holy fuck that <laughs> get would be them like, in there sean 
Yeah, if we just went, like, you know, if I just go every week and we just played, you know, did a fucking raid every Thursday night, whatever, that'd be fucking brilliant. That'd be so good. Yeah, do but that. No, they just, just start saying... They, they just want to play Call of Duty, so whatever. Um, last one, uh, Slay the Spire, I've been playing on the Switch. Oh, yeah, I've heard so, loads, but I haven't actually looked what this game's about, but I've seen lots of people oh, talking man. about it. It's very good. It's, oh, please um, don't tell me about more good games on the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um... <laughs> It's perfect for the Switch as well. So this, I think this has been out uh, in some form or another on PC for a while. Um, and yeah, it's finally come to the Switch and it is ideal for it. It's, uh, you remember the other week I talked about, um, Nowhere Profit. It's a sort of roguelike, uh, deck building game. So oh, you okay, sort I'm of, out. Okay. No, no, I'll just <laughs> stay with me. It's fine. It's a roguelike um, and it's a card game. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> are you not, are you not a card game guy, James? No, I'm not at all. You'd be, no. Uh, no, I'm not a fan of Okay. That surprises me. Yeah. Um, you love Rami, don't you? <laughs> No, it's just <laughs> Happy Families, Matt. It's the you know, oh yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. It's a snap. Uno, Uno, um, yeah. Uno was great. Um, so yeah, so you, you're moving across. Yeah, there's like a map with all like points on it, and you're choosing where to go next. And either battles happen or events where you talk to people. And but you, you know, the the battles and stuff are all dictated by a turn-based card game. So you have like your hero, um, and then all your, all your cards sort of represent your abilities. The, the reason, like, the way this is different to. Um, nowhere profit is that nowhere profit was like you were you were like a character but you had like a bunch of followers who were with you and all your cards represented the people who were with you and they could die and that was really tense and interesting um whereas with this it's like it's pretty much it's just you and all the cards represent like your actions um and it's just fascinating in that it's one of those games where you you think you've been really fucking clever. Like you'll get a certain like synergy of cards. So I had um, every turn you can play cards that increase your block score, right? So someone you can see what the enemy's going to do next. So you might see like, right, the enemy's going to attack me for 10 damage next turn. I've got two block cards, which are worth five block each. Play both of them. You then soak the damage. You don't take any damage. Brilliant. But then you also get cards. There's like a card that's like called Body Slam, which inflicts your block score as like as an attack as, as attack damage right and then i got a card that normally you when you assign yeah if you use block cards you increase your block score and then whatever happens the end of the next turn that block score resets to zero i got a card that stops that from happening and then i got a card that doubles my block so you're like holy fuck if i get draw the right cards i can like give myself like a really high block score then double it then make it so it doesn't go away and i can just do body slams every turn and do shitloads of damage and like ha i'm amazing i'm really clever and then <laughs> you quickly realize that yeah and like and then you quickly realize like oh no like the game wants you to do these things that kind of feel like cheating because it just gets difficult enough that you kind of need to um and yeah it, it's it's like you know you look up like other people playing it they're all doing things that initially seem like oh my god this game's broken if it's letting me do this this is ridiculous i'm so overpowered and then you get to like the next floor in the game and it's like oh no this is about where i'm supposed to be i just am supposed to have manipulated it to this extent um and it's just that's yeah, cool prob- then. That's, that's cool how yeah. it makes you feel like you're 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 doing something you maybe shouldn't be and then it it sort of yeah. builds on that yeah and it just turns out that it, that's just how you're meant to look at it um and yeah, and I'm always into games like that where it's like, oh man, I'm so overpowered. It's like, no, game's built like that. It just feels like everything's a cheat. Um, so yeah, yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, I think, I mean, I've definitely missed stuff out because it's been so many weeks since we did what we've done, what we've been um, playing. But, um, have you played the Outer Wilds yet? No, I haven't. 
need to sort that out. Like, and you know, there's that. And I was gonna, I really want to play more Wonder Song because I streamed that. Um, God, was that like two, three weeks ago? Um, and like properly fell in love with it. But I kind of thought I don't have anything to say about it. That I didn't already say on the stream, so I, I kind of want to just get that finished and then sort of properly debrief on that because I really loved it. What, um, what, 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 um, what was that game again? Has it? What did it look like? Because I, I, I've seen a video, but I couldn't quite remember. A Wonder Song. Yeah. Um, so it's one where it's like a 2D platformer and you're a guy who kind of solves problems by singing at them. Um, but in like it's just so impossibly sweet and heartfelt about it that it was like properly... Like there was a couple of bits on the... Like it says it all and there's like there's a couple of bits on the stream where I just stopped talking because I was like, no, I'm just going to let this happen. I'm not going to... Oh, nice. You know, because when you you know when you're streaming, there's always the temptation. Like whatever's going on, you're like, oh, I need to keep being funny and entertaining, and need to keep saying stuff. And there were just there were just like I say, just these properly like sometimes really sad or really poignant bits or really happy bits. That was just like I'm just gonna shut up now. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, like ro- like properly um, impressed with that. Um, and yeah, I've obviously only played like two hours, so I'm. I'm going to play a lot more of that and hopefully get it finished this week I think oh nice, nice. Um, so yeah oh yeah I'm just looking at pictures now yeah yeah I, yeah, I remember I remember you playing it now yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean like yeah it, it looks it sort of reminds me of Pika Niku in like in the oh, style yeah. a little bit visually yeah yeah, yeah 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 I mean visually it's quite sparse I guess maybe that's a bit harsh um but it was yeah, just the the writing and the scenarios and the, the yeah and the way it plays and stuff just really interesting but yeah I'll, I'll get more of that played and then do a, a full rant about it soon um matt do you want to do yours yeah so um i've i played my pen pedro but i'm mostly playing cadence of hyrule oh yeah uh, over last week and this has been like a real roller coaster of emotions for me <laughs> um but cadence of hyrule if you're not from if you're not aware it's basically like a so it would you class it like a remix of of the no, is it dance is well, it, it's it, a, is, yeah so it's a zelda-fied take on the crypt of the necrodancer isn't it yeah, so Crypto Necronauts is, 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 is the game that's sort of a mix on. I, mean, I haven't played that before. How old is that previous game? It's been around long. It's one of those every time there's a sale on, it's like £2 or whatever. So oh, yeah. a while, I think. It was, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's meant to be great. It was £1.79 when this came out because I think they were doing oh, like a go. promotion kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I sort of wish I picked it up now because I think it might be, well, it's, it's a fair bit more now, but I sort of wish I picked it up. Anyway, but, but in terms of Cadence of High Wars, a mix on that, which basically means it is a 2D Zelda game um in fashion sort of like links awakening links to the past that sort of thing but mm-hmm. the difference is that it's also like a roguelike dungeon crawler with a, 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 a rhythm action mechanic okay um basically so there are enemies on screen and when there are enemies on screen you have to move um in time with the beat uh, you don't have to move in a, in a specific direction it doesn't give you like a note tracking down down the page or anything but mm-hmm. at the bottom of the screen there are notes there are like lines which which pulsate in time in time and in music, and as long as you press a direction in time and in music, then that um the, then you're doing you're doing fine. And by okay. doing that, the more you do that, you basically increase your multiplier, which I believe gives you like a better chance of getting a a good drop when you kill an enemy. Uh, but mm. that's it; you don't have to like hit, so you don't have to go certain directions, you don't have to do anything. You just have to navigate the environment and defeat the enemies by moving um a direction on uh, on the beat and and that's it really although okay. i have found you can sort of do it without that um it 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 just means that you obviously don't get as multipliers but it, when i heard with action game and and heard about cadence i thought it was going to be like a really really incredibly strict yeah thing we had to had to do it but it, mm-hmm. you, if you miss a few beats it's not the end of the world really mm-hmm. uh, because cool. you're still doing damage 
Um, but in terms of music, it's absolutely fantastic. I think it might have like twenty five tracks of like Zelda songs you know or you okay. recognise, but but they're all remixed and. Um, the, the the map itself has got loads of different areas, um, areas you may have seen and played in like Breath of the Wild, and each of those areas ha- has like a different like musical style. One might be like a sort of metal, one might be almost like folky. Uh, mm. Yes, one's almost like poppy. Uh, so yeah, the, the music is fantastic, and it's still sort of in my head now. And I know like the soundtrack, it's on YouTube definitely, but I'm not sure if it's on Spotify. But the soundtrack is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so um, a- a- enemies move to the beat uh, that the you do, but the good thing is they also have their own sort of movement uh, patterns. So certain enemies will only go from side to side. Some will maybe move like an L shape. Um, so for every enemy you see, it's it feels like a bit of a dance, not just because there's music there, but because you're maybe moving towards them and like they might moving above you or below you. You have to move out of the way to avoid their attacks, but then go in when you see a gap. Um, mm-hmm. or, or we, when they leave an opening in their sort of in, in their movement pattern, you have to go in there, and that that is fine with one enemy. But when you go in dungeons and they're coming like eight or nine on you at once, they can get really incredibly frantic. Mm-hmm. Also, because these enemies can also be like firing projectiles at you as, as well, and you're maybe using your shield to, uh, to to sort of reflect them. So, like, so dungeons can be absolutely absolutely mad, and yeah, I yeah. found myself dying a lot. Now, I don't know if it's like the people that I was reading on like Rollmark who all said this is piss easy, didn't didn't challenge me at all. Maybe <laughs> they're really good. Maybe I'm shit, or maybe they're just comparing <laughs> it to Crypto Necro Dancer. But I died a lot mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, okay. when I I've played it for about. 20 minutes and I was starting to get annoyed because I was dying a lot and then I was just like oh, I don't want to play this now and I stopped <laughs> and I want to know if it's if I really should persist with it uh, I think so I, I mean I, I didn't think I was shit at rhythm action games and also you're literally just pressing a direction it's not you're not trying to do certain like note tracking like guitar here or anything it's literally just mm. you press a direction that's it but but and yet for the first bit, I found it fine, and it, and then it, it got ridiculously hard, and I'll get to that in a minute. And then and then it was uh, okay again after that. Now you, there are calibration settings in 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 the menu, and uh, I would recommend sort of doing that when you say switch between docked or playing on the TV. Right. Yeah. So I was doing it every time. I don't know if that is the best thing to do, or you should leave it once it's done. Even even the calibration thing was wasn't great because when you start calibrating, it's like okay, you see. Um, I think Link Weezy's Elder and basically, or maybe a Triforce sign, and it says every time you hear like a beep, press up or press a direction. So you hear the beeps, you press up. And then after that, it's like, now press a direction when you see this Triforce pulsating. And I don't know if it's like the Joy-Con or what, but even, I couldn't even like the calibration, even the calibration game or section didn't really feel 100% to me. Right. I don't know if that's me, maybe it's more Joy-Cons knackered. So maybe I was mm. mis- mis- like calibrating it, I-, I have no idea. Um, hmm. I will say one thing. Uh, th- this is must be the only Switch game I've played where the pro controller is terrible. Really, the, the, is this it, is not a pro lag, controller yeah. game. Is it no good? Yeah, for I that? mean, yeah. I, I I tried to. Play, I mostly played like handheld, but I did play a little bit of docks on the weekend. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, uh, I've got a pro controller. Sure, that'd be better. But it's, uh, it doesn't. It didn't work well at all. The best. The best way to play is I played handheld a lot, and I used like the directional like four buttons. Or if I played uh, on TV, I just used it with two separate Joy-Con. Uh, yeah, I, I found can like you... the actual like, using the sticks was terrible, and the pro controller did not work well with this game at all. Can you not like hmm. recalibrate the pro controller like with the? I, I'm, know, sure, the I'm sure thing. you probably can. 
but mm-hmm. um, but I, I just felt like it, using the the four different directional buttons was it felt much much snappier, much easier than, than using an analog stick. Of course, you know you might be more used to that and maybe it'd be better. But yeah, I, I I use both control methods, and the pro controller is just not good for this sort of game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard I've heard a lot of people actually say this is the first time they've used their Joy-Con grip in months. Um, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> using it. I, I I was happy to use like one Joy-Con in, in each hand, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so this game is a roguelike. So um, every time you go in a dungeon, and there are four major dungeons in this game, it is it's, it's different. So every time you go in there, and then you die, when you come back, it's a different layout. Um, and, okay. and 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 with it being a roguelike, what you do is you keep some things from a previous run, and other things you don't. So you you keep any uh, weapons that you find, and you keep diamonds which you find, which are currency, which I'll come back to in a minute. But you also on your run, you might buy or you might find other things such as like boots, um, and loads of boots you find will give you different abilities, like plus one damage, or mm-hmm. you know you, you don't slide on ice, that, that sort of stuff, or like rings or shovels or torches, all of those are different abilities and different types of shovels so you can dig through walls quicker or or you can do extra damage after a dig. So all those things you can find and or buy, but those are temporary. Every time you die, you have to find them again or buy them again. Right. But, but, but if you find like an awesome weapon, um, then uh, 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 those stay and, and you keep them for everyone. You can also buy things using diamonds, which you find. And then what you do is when you die, you then respawn in this like shop. And there were like three randomly generated items, three randomly selected items. And it's like, uh, then you have a choice of, okay, for next run, uh, I, I might buy two of these and maybe one of them might be like a shovel so you can dig through walls straight away. Uh, okay. Or with some cool boots, etc. So those are the only thing you do keep. So they, and so uh, by finding diamonds in these dungeons, you're in, you're in using them to support the next run, which is really useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and when you go into the, each of these rooms, uh, when you kill all the enemies in a certain room or a certain screen in the overworld map, you get diamonds. So 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 you get you get loads of them. They're, they're quite plentiful. But um, so yeah, this game it's got four major dungeons. The first two. Uh, I, I was loving the game. It's like this feels like a 2D Zelda game. Admittedly, it's got a, like a weird sort of you know mechanic with this musical thing, but with like the you know the writing and the style, and it's like well, it's awesome. It's like a, a mini bite-sized 2D Zelda game. Absolutely loving it. it you, you find what sort of classic weapons like boomerang and you know hookshot mm. and all the things that make Zelda Zelda. It's like this is su- such a good game. Um, and then after the second uh, dungeon, I went on to the third one, and I don't know. Well, actually, I know I was doing something wrong. But basically, uh, it suddenly got ridiculously hard. Like there were suddenly like mm-hmm. way, way, way more enemies in these these dungeons. I was getting like killed left, right, and center. It was like every room I went to in these dungeons uh, is an absolute slog. There's enemies firing projectiles. Enemies sort of ju- jump onto you, and there's like, absolutely no way. If I like nowhere to get out, and I was like, oh, hang on, this is this is not this is not good at all. Like what 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 what's happened really, and. Uh, so that that's the third dungeon. I did eventually get to the boss. Uh, the dungeons themselves, you can actually get through really, really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. you, there's basically, when you go into each dungeon, there's like a series of these uh, dynamic, dynamically generated rooms uh, with like a series of different like uh, stairwells. And essentially, after like, the third or so stairwell you reach, you, you then need to find a key for the boss and then you can go to the boss. But I reckon if you know what you're doing, you can probably get through these um, things in like 10 minutes or 10 or 15 minutes probably. Uh, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're not dying the whole time. So that was the third one. I got to the boss eventually, and the boss just kicking my ass. Now, another thing I've been reading online is people saying, oh, well, the boss encounters are so easy. Uh, it's a real shame. It's really let this game down. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? Like, why am I getting absolutely 
like pulverized by 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 this 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 third boss. Um, and I was watching like a video online, and this guy was literally just like two or three swipes, and and like the the, the boss was dead. And it got to a point where I, I was even checking in settings in case I'd accidentally like set it to hard mode, or yeah. accidentally turn like a setting on that you know meant I was I was getting screwed. I recalibrated the game. I was like, well, maybe it's that. Because um, loads of people said, oh, this is just quite easy. So. I mean, what sort of narrative have you guys heard online about this game? Do you do you, I, do you know literally have preconceptions nothing. about what it yeah, is? Yeah, okay. I have. I have not heard a thing about it, which is weird. I would have thought. I would imagine I'm not really not really on Twitter anymore. It's quite nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've not heard. I don't even know anyone who's playing it apart from you, which is weird. All Wait, I've you, heard you is said you found it just, hard, didn't you? All, all I've heard is just people just saying how amazing it is and everything. And then I felt bad okay. because I started playing it and didn't feel that it was that it was that amazing. <laughs> but then. As I said, I've only played it for about twenty minutes, so I don't know. But I'm I'm still scared, Matt, of playing it because I've like my rhythm is terrible, and that's why I just think I'm going to be really bad at this. And but yeah, yeah. The, 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 the rhythm should be easy because you're literally just pressing a direction. It, I mean, it, I guess it's like it's it, when these other, other two dungeons, dungeons I was doing, I was like, is the number of enemies and all their various like you know, com- you know or, or if you've got eight enemies of you in a, in a closed room, and sometimes you go into rooms. And, and and the door will lock behind you, and then you basically got to kill all the enemies in that room before you can get out. And if that that's the case, then it can be like eight enemies, and they've all got different like movement patterns, and you're trying to like avoid both their patterns and find a gap to hit them. And they've all got multiple hearts you've got to take down, and there's projectiles. And maybe I was panicking. I mean, I'm I'm obviously known known for that in my Dark Souls streams. See, the other but- trouble <laughs> I have is I just get impatient and I just want to kill the stuff. Because it's like, because <laughs> the trouble yeah. is, is, it's like fucking murderous. Well, no, 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 because bastard. you know, like, yeah. I mean, I've been playing Zelda games for like, you know, for years and years, like, like the two D ones, like that, you know, the top down yeah. ones, and it's yeah, like yeah. you kind of know how to play those, and it's like you can't play it in quite the same way, and it feels a so bit think weird. It, the, it being reminiscent of Zelda actually hurts it a bit. Well, for like, me, yeah, because it's like I'm expecting to think that I can just go in and like do yeah. damage or whatever, but you can't really because you do have to do as Matt said, you have to like you know watch the rhythms and all that, and it's like I'm a bit impatient. Like with that, and it's mm. yeah, yeah. So because like I'm, I'm not like, right well, the way the harder than any Zelda game. Yeah. I never, had, I never had to like, yeah, I've never had to like, you know, stop and walk away from a boss. Think, what the hell am I doing? And like, watch someone else online doing it. It's like this is this is mad. Anyway, so uh, this was like late on like a Saturday night or Friday night, maybe it was. And I like, I've been loving the game up to this point, and I had to put the game down. It was like late anyway, and I was like stuck on a boss for like an hour. I was like, mm-hmm. I was genuinely gutted. I was like, oh man, I can't believe this game has done this. And it wasn't <laughs> going to quit or anything. I was going to keep going. But I was like, oh, it's just, it's such a shame. I love this game, and yet I'm just like, it's just, I just feel unable to to get through it for whatever reason. Mm, I carried on, shame. and um, maybe I just concentrated more or focused or whatever I did, and I eventually killed that 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 third boss. Okay. Um, so I got through that, and then I got some extra heart containers. I went straight to the other boss, which I'd already been at. So I went straight to the other, 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 other dungeon. And there's basically like Sheikah stones all over the map, and you can use them to mm-hmm. quickly teleport and warp to. In fact, no, okay. you can warp to any other place, really, providing you've unlocked a Sheikah stone at that location. So I went straight there, did the boss first time. And I was like, okay, I don't know what happened there. Maybe I just upgraded myself in terms of getting extra heart containers or got better or focused, but I got it done. Mm-hmm. And then actually after that, I finished the whole game in an hour. And that last hour <laughs> was great because I, I, I went to this last location. I got an incredibly powerful weapon and suddenly I was like ruining fools left, front, and center. I was like, okay, I feel <laughs> a bit more at home now. 
this is a bit more like a bit more like yeah, the, the the sort of Zelda game I've enjoyed in the past, and mm-hmm. that last hour was excellent, and the final boss actually wasn't that too much of a, dif- a difficult uh, thing either, mm-hmm. and overall I think it's an excellent game. Um, I, I was really taken aback by how much I got stuck, and maybe it's just me being shit. Um, but and but after I finished it, I looked up some guides, and turns out I've been playing the game wrong. Because oh, basically, God. what you can do is, <laughs> I mean, there are like these like <laughs> locations around where if you find an empty bottle, you can you can like upgrade your, you can basically have like extra like damage or like healing ability. I uh-huh. I didn't have that, so when I was oh, like low nah. on hearts, <laughs> when I was low on hearts, I I was low on hearts. I couldn't like quickly go to a corner and heal myself up. So I was. I don't know. I just didn't find an empty bottle. So for that, so basically, you've accidentally one broed it. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. possibly. And also, you can infuse your weapon, and (laughs) you can infuse your weapon with like poison or damage or Uh do something else. I didn't do that either. Amazing. Um, So yeah, maybe I just made it really hard for myself. Um, (laughs) But and also, I was using a short sword a lot, and that's one of the earlier swords. But anyway, (laughs) it doesn't matter. I got through. I did absolutely love it. It felt. I mean. Uh, this is such a shit thing to say and I hate myself but it felt it felt kind of dark soulsy guys <laughs> uh, it, it, in that basically um, when you die you, you lose all your rupees and stuff yeah. but then it's the case of like having to like go back but unlike right. the one thing that hasn't got that dark souls has you can't go back in and collect your rupees okay but you just lose it, them it didn't okay if you lost everything and then you have to like go back and like rethink and you can't just like bowl into enemies I felt like I had to understand mm-hmm. what their moves were and not just run in and try and kill them all if you do that you can be dead within seconds mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and i i really like that i mean i've i i'm worried i'm now gonna say oh well that game's got a a, a, a you know a sword so that's dark souls and that, that game's got a menu so that's all reminds me of dark souls <laughs> in a way um <laughs> but yeah i i thought i thought it was really excellent and i think lots of people have said it's actually not that hard so it's probably me being shit or not understanding the mechanics um but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I mean, like some people saying, "Oh, it's like twenty odd quid," and uh, like uh, dancer the the, 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 original, the other game, like Necromancer, was like five mm. quid. So mm. is it really worth it? But I don't know. I, I thought it was excellent, and it felt like a sort yeah. of mini, uh, bite-sized um, Zelda game. It um, the 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 one of the annoying things about the game is that it's got a, a game clock, which I love. Uh, but it's a game clock that um, I think there's a couple of other, other games that do this, so it doesn't actually count the, the time you're playing it. It counts oh. the amount of hours that game has been active on your Switch. Oh, so it's just meaningless. Even in sleep mode. And <laughs> I like, had this like Amazing. a week ago. So when I finished it, it's like, well done, your game clock is 105 hours. Um, <laughs> I haven't, I have, and on my Switch, it said I'll play for 15 or more. Uh, Brilliant. Which is fine. But yeah, uh, why do games do that? Like, it's amazing we've got a game clock. Brilliant. I love that. Why have it so it's every single second? Basically, yeah, it's every second it, that game is active and you haven't maybe played another game on your Switch. I guess it's, yeah, it's not an active clock, is it? It just looks at like, this is this is when the session started. This is yeah. when it ended. This is when the application <laughs> was open. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it must just be a peculiarity about how they, they implement it, I guess. But yeah. yeah, it's a weird, weird oversight. <laughs> yeah, but but no, no, James. I, I, I think even if you are, if you even if you worry that you're sort of lacking in uh, that sort of uh, rhythm, I think you still you still keep playing. It. I think I think it's an excellent game, and it just feels like another little Zelda game. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was great to hear the music, and uh, I I think the mechanic of 
having to move in time and music is it is, is, yeah. is interesting. Actually, like, what this I did was on, on that third that third dungeon, when I was restuck. I went into another mode called fixed beat mode, which right. basically I looked into it and put like, if you're finding it difficult, go into fixed beat mode. You don't have to move with the beat at all. There is no like notes at the bottom. We have to like hit. You have to move in time and a beat. You can move okay. however you want, and right. enemies only move when you move. And I did that and got through a bit right. further in this dungeon and eventually get to the boss, but it was really unsatisfying. It was yeah, rubbish, imagine. really. I was like, it felt like a, a completely different game. Um, mm. So there is that if you're if you're struggling, you go to fix beat mode and then you can do what you want, really. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'll still recommend it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, cool. I'll have to go back to it. Because it's, I mean, I think the other reason why I was initially kind of a bit put off is I, I really want to play Link's Awakening. And it's like yeah. I, I oh, just want to yeah. play that, and then I. Oh, I'm I so excited. I'm like, excited anyway, but I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's gonna great. be good. Uh, are, are you yeah, this at all, Sean? I do. Yeah, um, I've had the same dilemma with the differences in in price, as you mentioned, like purely because I think not like being a dick about um, Cadence of Hyrule being twenty quid or whatever. Just I think I would enjoy Crypt of the Necrodancer, and if I could get that for a few quid instead. That's probably worth doing, but as you say, that soundtrack, man, that's what it's about. Oh, it's yeah, about yeah. The soundtrack. class, um, and, and yeah, you can also so. um, you can switch between Link and Zelda. I also okay. never re-switched. I, I stuck okay. with Link for the whole time. Again, each shows each those characters had different abilities. Maybe mm. if I played it properly, and I guess I maybe should have switched if I was maybe struggling with one, or maybe everyone could have had a better ability. But mm. I just stuck with Link for the whole way um, yeah. uh, until it was a bit towards, until it was a bit towards the end. Um, but yeah, I, I, like now I finished it. I want to sort of go back in and sort of not hundred percent it, but there's more things to see and I've, there's more heart mm-hmm. containers to get in the land. And yeah, it's just um, it's brilliant. Every, when you start when you start your first playthrough, the entire sort of overworld map is generated dynamically, and then that mm-hmm. stays obviously. But then if you start a new game, that will that will uh, okay, generate you get again. A new, right? Yeah, that's and for cool. every dungeon you go in, every time you die and go for a new run, that's a different layout as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I think it's excellent. So I've, I've, I've also, I mean, I've certainly got like 15 hours. I think it's well worth. I've definitely got my mind's worth for that game for sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, you got any any others or? No, I mean, we, we, me and you have both been playing some Oculus Quest, but we're gonna we have, talk about we'll that next that. week because uh, yeah. we because we've got um, we've got tons of things to to, to talk about that. So yeah. we're playing a little bit of that as well. Uh, and I played Bloodborne, of course. I'm on the DLC of Bloodborne now. Still really enjoying oh, shit. it. Are you yeah. finding it? Because I I cannot do the DLC at all. It's <laughs> tough. I mean, I'm on the yeah. first boss, which is um, Ludwig the uh, uh, accused or cursed. Um, okay. And it, I, I, I'm lo- I've I struggled for all the stream on Sunday to to kill that boss, and I haven't done. But I am also loving it. It's the sort of boss I love, whereby it really is all about timing and dodging and not, and mm-hmm. not jumping in and being greedy about it. Yeah. I've, I managed to get him to the second phase, but then he has his mm-hmm. massive sword, and 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 I've been getting like pulverized. But I'm gonna get it done next week. And yeah, the DLC is a definite instant step up. Uh, I haven't finished the main game yet. I, there's like a couple of bosses I hadn't done. Um, things like uh, uh, Abritas, I think is his name, or, or his oh, yeah, name. Yeah. Ab- I didn't, Ab- didn't Abritas, I think. It is, Abritas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill that thing. Uh, but they're like, oh, uh, people watching the chat said, just go to DLC, get a bit more powerful, come back in and smash it. I think I might have like, uh-huh. I think I've got nine bosses in total over across the DLC and the game to do before the whole thing's finished. But uh, okay. yeah, still absolutely loving it. Uh, and I'm going to get uh, Ludwig done on Sunday. Cool. For sure. But yeah, James. But, uh, but that's me really. Oh, James, what you got? Um, I've played a few, quite a few things because it was over the, um, you know, we had E3, which kind of split things up a bit. I mean, because yeah. I, I played, I finished Days Gone, 
I'll come to that in a second. You finished it. You actually finished it. Yeah, I know. It's the longest game of all time, <laughs> um, which I'll come to in a minute. But I've also been playing Blood and Truth, which is the VR game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, and I mean, I've not finished it yet, and it's not a very long game. So, I mean, it's pos- it is probably the most immersive VR game that I've played so far, like at this stage. Okay. Because it is, and it is really nice. And they've got some of the aspects of it are fantastic, because obviously it builds on the London thing that was in the... Uh, the you know the PlayStation VR like yeah, London demo. heist, the London heist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it's it's got all these really nice touches. Like when you reload your weapon, like I'm using move controllers, so you have like a like a belt on on you, which you know mm. it's got like your bullets in and your magazines and everything. And you like you use one move controller to like pick them, pick one up, and then like put it in like you know load it into your gun, like with the other yeah. with the other hand. Mm-hmm. And so that that feels like really nice, and there's no like I've not experienced any sort of motion sickness either, which has been quite good. Even though you Bonus. do like it makes you like walk forward or run sometimes, and initially it feels a bit odd. But the weirdest thing about it is that there are some scenes in the game which are clearly designed for you to be standing up, and right. there are some where you're supposed to be sitting down. But it doesn't. See, I, yeah, I found this with London Heist. Yeah. There's, does the same thing, but yeah, it doesn't tell you. There's no indication. Point, yeah. So sometimes you feel like you're very small um, because yeah. you're like it's it's very very strange, you know. Like, like so you kind of have to like work it out and then like refocus it every time when you figure out. Okay, I should be like. There was one bit yeah. where like it went to the next scene and they were all sitting at a table and I was really high off the ground and I thought, okay, I should probably be sitting down at this stage. <laughs> But it's, it's stuff like that that's just a bit odd, you know. Yeah. I mean, the story I don't think is is not that great. I mean, it is the sort of the generic sort of you know gangster kind of thing, but yeah. it's it's serviceable. But the actual the actual gunplay is really very good, like and feels very very accurate um, with the mm. with the move controllers, and it's also got these just like the interaction with stuff is great. Like you do, I mean, it does the usual things like lock picking and stuff, but it's really nice using the move controllers to do that, you know, like to like. You like, for, for example, like there's like a box on the wall, and then you like you get like a toolbox comes up, and then you can like pick up the screwdriver, and then like you know turn the screwdrivers, you know, and to get the screws out, and then like use tweezers and stuff, and it it feels, you, it does start to trick your brain into feeling that you're actually doing these things, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. And I mean, right at the beginning, and also later on, you do like these climbing sections as well, whereby mm. you're like climbing up. Like up like a ladder or up like a yeah you know, like a support wall or something like that, and you're yeah. like using the the buttons to like grip as well. So it's just a really odd feeling because you're standing there <laughs> doing it, and you your brain does begin to tell you that you are actually doing this. And I fell off a building and was briefly scared as well like, at one point <laughs> because I was like holding on with one hand and shooting a gun with the other. And yeah. then I messed up. Like I thought, I need to like I need to put another like uh, another clip in. So I let go and realised, oh, I shouldn't have done that because I'm <laughs> not going to fall off. There's just been lots of moments like that, and it's um. But yeah, it's so far it's very good. I'm very much enjoying it, but I do need to finish it um because cool. I yeah, to see I, it I, I can't wait to play this after you. I'm, yeah, I'm really interested because uh, I I love London Heist. What it was, uh, yeah, an early demo, and yeah, I can't wait to give us a go. But yeah, so far seems pretty excellent. Um. Okay, so I finished Days Gone, and it is a very long, long game. I'm not going to talk about it extensively because I've talked about it already before. But I do feel like now I've finished this, I do feel it's been criticised rather unfairly in reviews. Okay, and I think the main reason for this is because the first fifteen to twenty hours of this are incredibly generic and not great, and I think that probably did put a lot of people off because Mm -hmm. it 
it's not really a fair representation of where the game goes at all. And I mean, one of the things they talk about is like how like sort of these characters, how cliched they are and everything. But it does begin to subvert expectations later on. And there is some real mm-hmm. character development. Not with the main character, really, but with others around you. There really are. There's one character in particular. There is like quite significant development, and he really does change uh, through the game. And I, I just, I do feel that people haven't played it very like for long enough uh, to really get that. But then that is partly the game's fault as well. Like it, it doesn't front load anything, which is maybe a bit of a mistake. And it mm. is about sixty to eighty hours long or something. It's insane, mm. like how long this game is. I mean, it got to the point where. I, you, I've, I've said this before, like about how you remember, like in Red Dead Redemption, how you get to like the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that that's halfway through the game, and that's kind of what Days Gone's like. It's like you know, you get to that, and you're like, I, I by that point, I was really thinking Days Gone. Okay, I must be near the end now. Look it up. It's like, no, about halfway through, and you're just thinking, where can they go with this? Like you know, for longer, <laughs> but they do, and it's because the core gameplay is so enjoyable. It doesn't. I didn't mind actually, and even mm-hmm. though I was getting a bit annoyed with how long it was, I was enjoying myself playing it, which is a really. I mean, <laughs> to the point where like I play it for like quite long sessions, then think, okay, I've had enough now. I need to stop this, go off and do something else. And about twenty minutes later, I was like, oh, I'd like to go back to that again. And I think that's a pretty good sign, you know, that it was yeah, that yeah. it's definitely worth still playing. Because those people said that's yeah. core gameplay, like loop was really boring, but I, I enjoyed no, it. For what it I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite compelling. It, it wasn't like. <laughs> It wasn't complex or world beating, but it was simple, and I enjoyed yeah. just doing the simple mechanics. Really, yeah. and it feels nice as well. Like all the, yeah, you know, the. I mean, it's better than Red Dead in terms of like the way that you control, like you know, the way you, like the weapon systems and everything is way better mm-hmm. than that. Like the way that they, that works, it's it's a you know significantly more intuitive. Like the way that the way that goes, and mm. I mean, it made me want to get a motorbike. I mean, I'd really like to get a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a mobike and then Amazing. also get the double dragon tattoo or the, the the two dragon tattoo from Yakuza and yeah. but, do uh, that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I said to Chen, but she wasn't keen on the idea. She please no. get a motorbike, James. Please do that. Yeah, and it's I don't know. I mean, but also I mean the other thing about it is the hordes because you see that's the other thing. Like you remember with all the promo stuff that we saw for this game and how yeah. they had all those like hordes, you know, like sort of you know dashing at stuff and all that kind of thing. And yeah. it looked, that was like the thing. They don't turn up until about, I don't know, maybe about halfway through the game. Like, you've had yeah. to play it yeah, for I about... I they were endgame stuff, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, though. and it's, yeah, and like when you really have to deal with them, it is endgame stuff. And it, that feels like a mistake because they are terrifying. Mm. Like, they really, it really <laughs> is terrifying when they're coming at you because there are so many of them, like, really, like, just... And, like, they're all, like, their hands all over you and everything. It's, it's the closest... Like I felt to being scared, like in like a zombie game before, because they're just so fast and they just surround you and like overwhelm you, and it's it's horrible. And like when later on you do have to like take out hordes, and it is possible to do so, but you really have to plan it, like how you're going to do it, and it's it's it feels very satisfying when you finally sort of you know go on a perfect run and it works out, like where you've like laid a load of traps and stuff like that. I mean, it's one of those games where it's it's difficult to recommend in terms of saying you know this isn't you know this is like a Red Dead beat or something like that because it's obviously really not. It's nowhere near as mm-hmm. good as that but it's still very enjoyable it's just very long and uh, yeah but good yeah I do yeah. definitely want to get through that 
I've said I'm going to like set two hours a week, or <laughs> you know, I just got it. Just if I keep going, I will eventually get to the end. Yeah, um, you'll be done by this time next year. It'll yeah, be, uh, yeah. I, but I, I do, I do want to get get to the end. But uh, yeah, but, also, but I'm glad, I'm glad you got through it. I mean, the way that it handles like the story and side quests and stuff is also really good because what happens is you have basically a load of like different story strands that go through the whole game. And at any time, you can like bring up your menu of like what you can do next, and you kind of end up doing everything because of the way the strands work. Like you can sort of yeah. just and and it, it's 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 a really good idea because it. But it I've means... heard people like, criticizing that because unlike say like in Red Dead, I you know clearly just smashed it as quick as I could, but I, cause mm-hmm. I basically played a critical path and got through the game in two weeks because it was either that or never. Uh, but also there were fuck loads of side missions I didn't do. Mm-hmm. This. Feels like okay if there is no critical path to get through because you're doing bits of every mission, including the side missions. Yeah. So you're doing everything uh, at the same time. So you get so you can't like smash through the core storyline. Um, you're doing everything, and that's why it takes as long as it does. No, you could though because you could still you ignore could? those story strands if you wanted to. But but then you do like a bunch of missions. You're like, okay, so you're four percent into this one. Then you do another one. You're two percent into that one. Then you go back to that one. You're seven percent. You can't just go like mission, 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 mission. It well, at least it felt like I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you can if you know which ones are the critical ones. Is the thing I think you could probably. <laughs> but then the thing is, is I liked how focused that was. Like I knew what I needed to do next. Like I knew what I needed to, you know, like where I needed to go and what I needed to focus on. Whereas with Red Red, you don't really get that, do you? Because it is like, I mean, with Red Dead, obviously it's the thrill of like discovering stuff, which this doesn't yeah. really have. Like, it really doesn't have that at all. It's, mm. but I don't know the map. I mean, it's also it looks stunning, you know, etc. But I don't know. I'd still say it's it's been it's been. I think it's unfairly maligned. You know, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's not bad. But no. the other game I played is um, I played because of Star Calls. I played Battlefront Two. Oh, um, yeah. Because the old one. Yeah, no. This is the this is the the loot box. Yeah, the more recent sure. right, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that came out. Yeah, the the no the the new the recent one from EA with all yeah. the loot boxes and all that kind of thing. And but not anymore, right? They took all. Did they take it all out completely, or I don't know because I've I've not engaged with that because okay, given because it was promised. Wait, you don't I, like surprise mechanics, James? Uh, I'm not a fan. No, I don't. I don't, I don't like surprises. Um. So anyway, I thought that by now they would have fixed a lot of the problems with it because I know that uh-huh. also when it came out there was a bunch of other things with like glitchy and stuff like that and I was mm-hmm. wrong because although the campaign is very short and it looks fantastic a lot of the time it's also really glitchy still. I mean I put Really? I, yeah, I mean I put like a video on on like Twitter it's like you know especially like in space combat things where you like I went into this hangar and then it suddenly just completely glitched up and was just like you know hanging and everything it was it fr- from EA it was a bit of a shock actually because usually that mm. stuff like from dice and everything isn't it usually like pretty polished like usually. Mm, to be fair battlefield games yeah, have, I, I mean, think they've been better <laughs> recently but like yeah, there's been problems with most battlefields that have come out in the last. But five, it's less that. You? It's more the fact that this game's like two years old. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> there's no excuse for that. Yeah. I mean, probably I'm the wrong audience for this anyway because I the only thing I had any interest in was playing through the campaign, like the story, because right. and yeah. there's it has a lot of well, potential. To as well. be fair, they they did make a, quite a bit of noise about that. There was going to be a proper story, and yeah, they had the the actor who plays the main character out on stage at E3 and stuff, and they they. They made some noise about it, so I think it's fair to be like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm just here for the campaign." Like, <laughs> and also, it did feel like when you play through the campaign, it feels like this is trying to play into the larger, like Disney Star Wars universe. If you see what I mean, like with there's right, a lot yeah. of stuff that it sort of references and stuff. But mm-hmm. 
the problem with it is, is it does feel like it's a afterthought to the main game still because right. it, there's not, it doesn't give it enough time to breathe at all. It's it's really short. Uh-huh. I mean, I finished it in about five hours or so, maybe less. Right, and uh-huh. it's one of those things where you couldn't recommend this to anyone just to play single player because there's that right. and there's a, a, like arcade mode as well where it has like you know historical battles and stuff but not really they last two minutes and it's they're not that great but the yeah. and the other thing with the story is it doesn't feel the balance is really off like the checkpointing is terrible and you often have to keep going back you know like far far you know like back from where you began and things like that it feels a bit like it really does feel like an afterthought james did you nearly say far far away and then you stop yourself yeah, <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, but I mean, I see. I paid. I think it was like seven quid for it. So I just thought. Okay. I mean, I felt. It's not on. It's not on EA Access, or do you not have that? I don't have that. It's uh, okay. No, because I was playing it on PS4 Pro and the other side. Ah, right. It, that doesn't represent good value for gamers. I'm sure. No, so, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do that. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, maybe I'll try the multiplayer one day, but probably not because I can't be bothered. But um, yeah, I was I was still a little bit disappointed because I was expecting a bit more uh, to be honest from the campaign. But some of the stuff yeah. it does is fun. I mean, the the space combat in it is still fantastic, especially when you mm-hmm. can like go in and then like land on other ships and stuff like that. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. There could have been more there. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I've got that I played, which I just finished this evening, um, is the Way Remastered. <laughs> so this is the yeah. game that is always on sale on Switch and it's like the other week it was like about 79p or something yeah. and it looked like the kind of game that I'd probably like um, because mm-hmm. it's like you know futuristic setting it's a kind of adventure you know that kind of thing it's I mean it's a puzzle adventure game and yeah. I thought yeah this is kind of in the style of like another world or something like that mm. but uh, okay it's more puzzle <laughs> than story first of all, which disappointed me straight away because Uh whenever I play any games like this, the thing I really care about is the story. And this is why I like Tardy, um, that one that I played a couple of months Ah, ago because that that was very similar to this but really well executed. This Mm. one, the puzzles are so obscure and often (laughs) incredibly fiddly as well. I found Mm. myself having to keep looking. I I mean, I looked up tons of times. I totally (laughs) admit that. Like, because I because the trouble was Sean is and you, you can't even tell what the puzzle's trying to get you to do like you just like oh, I don't even know what the goal is here I don't I have <laughs> zero idea what you're trying to get me to achieve like I've no idea and I, I mean I watched a couple of like playthroughs on YouTube and there was other people who were like I mean I feel sorry for anyone streaming this game because I saw this one guy <laughs> and he was stuck on one bit it was probably about half an hour or so and he just like kept on just like saying I don't know what they've got to do here I just don't I just don't <laughs> understand it's just it's it, <laughs> You know, and it's it's just on that level, on the puzzle side of things, it fails completely. I feel because mm-hmm. none of like when I solved puzzles, even when I solved them on, I, on my own, I never felt any sense of achievement from from doing it. I just felt kind of annoyed that they'd wasted my time and that they weren't. You know, often I I mean I, a couple of them I completely just did by luck as well. Like it's like I don't know what you were trying to get yeah. me to do here, and I've managed to do it somehow, which is not good. But the thing is, is the atmosphere in the game is amazing, and it's yeah. got it's got very good music as well, like background okay. music, and like exploring the alien worlds is still fantastic and that kind of stuff. And you know, I, I enjoyed it for that. But the puzzle stuff made me so cross, like playing this game. I mean, I got through <laughs> to the end because I just started to be so pissed off with this that I was like, "This is not going to beat me now. I'm just going <laughs> to." Like, at one point, I was like, "I'm just going to jack this in. I've had enough of this." But then I thought, "No." I'm going to not let that. This is going to happen. And I was rage playing it by the end. Like by the time I got yeah, to the end, I was I've just like... I've seen you play this game a lot, James. I mean, I, 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 every time I've been playing like Cadence over last week, I've 
you've been playing this game. <laughs> I was like, how long is this game you're playing? This one, I mean, the way remasters is only about, oh, it's probably about three hours, maybe? Three or four hours? What? But you've been on it all, every time I've logged on, I've kind of logged on to the Switch online, yeah. uh, I've noticed you playing it. It's true, yeah. It's It has been a long time. I need to check, I'll check the thing. Maybe it's uh, five, six hours, I don't know, whatever. But it's been a long time. And I mean, I got, as I said, I got to the end, I finished it, and I feel... I didn't really feel a sense of achievement from finishing it either because I'd had to look up so much stuff on how to do it. So you don't feel like... So I've it quite... did beat you, James. It, it, did it kind you. of did, but I got to the end, Sean, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I got to the end and I've seen the ending credits. And So, so what's always fascinating me about this game is, like, as you say, it's always on sale. Certainly if there's like a big eShop sale on, you get literally it's always in the first fucking row of games that come up when you go to the sale bit. And... It fascinates me because they've obviously figured out that, like, I don't know how you get at the top of that list on the sale, right? But as you say, it's always like 79p or whatever, and it's always in the charts on the Switch. So whatever they're doing to get to the top of that, the the sales at all all times, like, it seems to be working. Yeah, because so many people just like, oh, there's a sale on, oh, what's this, 79p? Looks like it's got some cool pixel art and some puzzles. That yeah. looks all right. It's mugs and like so me many people have bought it. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's and I, like I've come close several times, but you know, you obviously the only thing that that's prevented me was the whole sort of well, hang on, why is it seventy nine p kicked in, um, and why have I heard nothing positive about it? Um, so yeah, that's the only reason I've not picked it up myself. But I, I know tons of people who are just like, yeah, well, seventy nine p, so why not? Um, and that. That seems to have done really well for the devs, yeah. Um, because <laughs> it's always in the charts. But as I say, but I don't know how they've consistently always got one of those top spots in the on the sale page. Like it's always there. Um, so I, I don't know if they know someone at Nintendo or they just pay for it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, fascinating. But there's so many bits but, where I just got so annoyed. Like just, <laughs> just I mean, like there was. I mean, the platforming, the controls are generally fine. And the combat, what there is, is also fine, mostly. But some of the, right. I mean, some of the platforming is dreadful. Like, I mean, there's one part, part yeah. towards the end where you have to like go down this pit, and on every like sort of uh, platform that you jump onto, there are also spikes. You see, right. and it's like it's one of those things where if you time the jump like not quite right, you land on the spikes and then you go back again. I mean, one of the good things about it is that the checkpointing is quite generous with this, and yeah. so it's not too bad. But at one point, it was like the checkpoint was not so generous, and I was getting quite fed up with having to like fall down <laughs> and then accidentally like you know, and also like the the you can't fall very far before you die either, and it's just right. I don't know, it's just it's so frustrating because I really love the atmosphere of games like this, and like as I said, the music was so good, but it's just the puzzles are just so weird and like so yeah. obscure that it just it, yeah, it, it is really a shame. Like yeah, like I mean, you know, I've I've said before, there have been games where. I'm so into the 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 either the story or the soundtrack or the way it looks or you know just the themes in general or whatever the atmosphere, but it's unfortunately the actual game bit is just too frustrating mm. and it just kind of spoils it and you kind of like could you not have just made it really easy? I just want to like you know it's why I, I defend um, Greece quite a lot because. I think if that game had been hard, it would have just kind of ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> like the fact that you can basically just sort of plod through and just get absorbed in it is why it really sort of works um so it's a shame yeah when you you know you get a game like this where actually there's plenty of stuff to love about it but it's just fucking annoying 
Um, so yeah. But I mean, I'm glad you played it because you saved me 79p in three yeah, hours. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks, oh, it just looks so nice. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I say it does. It, because, again, and, and that's obviously why it's it's done all right because as I say, it, you know, it appears in the sale and you're like, ah, oh, it's some cool pixel art and it's 79p. How wrong can you go? Yeah. Um, but quite wrong is the answer, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Um, right, is that it for what we've been playing? Yeah, that's it. Hey, let's do the emails. Okay, um, if you want to email us, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Uh, Kurt Lewin has written, he says, I, I can see why companies like Microsoft and Google would like a streaming-only future because of the appeal of a subscription model to lock people into and because it unlocks a whole new casual audience who would prefer ease of access. But a streaming-only future isn't good for the consumer for reasons which have been discussed multiple times. But I wondered, if you think physical and downloads will always be an option even when everyone's internet is up to the job of streaming, or will these companies force us down the path they want and ignore the backlash? Could it lead to a new company entering the market if a physical option isn't an option provided by Sony, Microsoft, and Google? I mean, Nintendo are never going to do this shit, are they? So I think they will. I, I think they do you reckon? Yeah, because I mean, it's going to be so far in the future, though. I think they would yeah. because Nintendo are, are not really that bothered about like hardware, are they? Really, in the sense that they don't they make really good stuff, but also it's really about the software for them. Yeah, but equally, they want people to be able to play things. Like, I think that relying on the internet is mm-hmm. well, too yeah, much for them. I think that's that, that's what kills it for them because they want like kids to be able to walk around with yeah. their console or whatever. And, but but and you said it, James, but also like, Nintendo machines are always the machines where I feel like the hardware matters the most. Like mm-hmm. they're the ones with like the unique control the control scheme or two screens or stylus or yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. all of them. Like arguably, you could play. Yeah, PS4 and Xbox just using, you know, a, yeah. a, a, any a old standard iPad, pad yeah. and like an iPad, you know. Whereas with mm-hmm. Nintendo games, it feels like with every console pretty much, they've brought a unique new, you know, control method. Although I don't yeah. know, because that, that feels like in the last two generations, like with Wii U and also with Switch, that's been less of a thing, though. Like, in the but sense you, that... Not say know, Switch has been the biggest... The biggest change, say, like, yeah, the the switch being portable and a home console, yeah, yeah massive. That's why that's we not, all... that's like a new controller or style. That's like the whole thing is different. Yeah, but that's I know, but what I mean, but the way you control the games isn't different, though, is it? That's that's talking about how you consume yeah, okay. them. So you either consume them handheld or you consume them like, about, on the TV. Whereas what about the one two point... switch, James. What about one two switch? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, the games are like a few and far between. Whereas, yeah, no, that's fair. like the whole point with the streaming is that you can do that. Like you can yeah. do it on a mobile device or you can do it on. You know, like a like TV or whatever. And also Nintendo yeah. have been ahead of the curve because you could stream Assassin's Creed, couldn't you? Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. I mean, should you? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're doing something. Um, yeah, no, I know what you mean. People, yeah, it's something that has been which tried is interesting, Switch, Which is totally so, yeah. out there yeah. when you consider it's Nintendo. Oh, yeah, by the way, you can stream this game. It's like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and wasn't that... Uh, who is it? The company who make the PC streaming software. They... they are, supposedly still working on a switch app so you can stream whatever's on oh, your pc to your switch yeah, it's not shadow um, i've seen the one yeah it's like a, one of those oh, yeah i know what you mean now, yeah yeah um so that's potentially interesting um but yeah i don't know i think yeah i th- I think kurt's right in that okay so if the all the big um companies try and go streaming only unless there's like such a major um you know shift like you know infrastructure shift and it's like oh by the way we've got perfect internet in the air everywhere forever 
Um, I mean, with 5G drops, fine. like, I think that's going to take... I think basically, like, my Xbox... You know, everyone's basically waiting for 5G, and they're thinking, yeah. well, if people are going to get, like, you know, 500 meg or 700 meg down on their phones. Yeah. And, you know, like, basically, companies like O2 and Vodafone will have to react. They can't, like... Data caps when we're on five are already a four 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 G, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can easily go through twenty or thirty gig a month and I'm not really mm-hmm. doing anything. I'm not watching Netflix on my phone, I'm just using the yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when we have like five G when you're literally getting like seven hundred megabyte down or, or plus, you know, you're getting like fuck loads, it's like faster than any, any home internet really. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the um, day caps are gonna have to change, I think. Yeah. To support yeah, absolutely. that, and then when we've got like wireless five G coming to our phones and our devices at seven hundred meg down, like that streaming and these sorts of things, we won't be an issue at all. I'm saying yeah, that, like, so if I think about just podcasts, like I use Overcast as my podcast player on my phone, you can stream them, or but, but I download everyone just in case like, I'm suddenly going to a shit reception area. I mean, it's cool yeah. we've got four G and some of the like, speeds are really blazing fast, but then you also go through places where suddenly you haven't even got three G. Mm. Um, and, and just, just, just to say, yeah. I, I would rather scrap 4G tomorrow if it meant everyone was guaranteed 3G. Definitely. It's mental really? I can go from 4G in one place to, like, nothing some yeah. other place. No, it's like it's really mean. random black spots on the train. It's like, how... Yeah. I'm in Leeds. I'm in, like, a big city. How is this the case? Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I but think just in f- answer to his question where he says, like, if you think physical and downloads will always be an option, I think they probably always will be an option, but whether there'll be an option for the mainstream or not, depends on but i think they will you always hear about america having like only like loads of people in america don't have internet at all certainly they have fast yeah. internet yeah true america's, you know, got a long america's a massive up, company yeah. a country I, it's see, easy to just, think oh actually I, i'm in leeds or you're in london like we're, 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 you know most of us are living in these big cities you think well it doesn't matter i've got 4g you've got amazing but like that's not the case everywhere no mm. it's not yet but then i when i think i see i think about how this works with like music and stuff you know it's like that you can still buy, like, physically buy music and you can still, like, download music as well. But then when it gets to the point where it's so sort of cheap and ubiquitous that it's easier to just stream it, that's where it could be with games eventually, if this works. Yeah, like and I, I think we will eventually get there for sure. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, is the answer, like, what what's video games' answer to vinyl, for example? So, like, you know, now there's a growing number of people who, yeah, like Spotify is incredible, um, but there's a growing number of people who are like, yeah, but you know what? I miss there being a, like a nice physical thing to have and a bit of a ritual in putting it on. Yeah, and like yeah, it's, it's a floppy it's disc. Technically, what's that? It's a floppy disc. Floppy, isn't it? It's a floppy disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vinyl's um, had a revival, hasn't it, in the last few years since exactly, Spotify Exactly, and I think stuff, that, like... that is definitely a reaction to the convenience definitely. of of music because it's yeah, it's people wanting to maybe go backwards a little bit and enjoy the I'd say the, the ritual of it and having something to actually look after rather than just a, you know disposable um you know like Spotify you just search for whatever rather and than having to say I don't know room in your house yeah. space no <laughs> clutter see, I could see that happening so, with like cartridge based games you know or whatever yeah. because there's like you know there's the instantaneous nature of it you know like there's the putting it in the slot and like all that kind of stuff yeah, but I can't see oh, that with CDs, to be honest. Like, I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like CDs, they were slow. Yeah, like uh, again with anyway. the, the music analogy. Yeah, like who can be asked with CDs these days? It's like you either get maximum convenience or maximum. Uh, I don't nostalgia. Know, not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah but then there's like or, companies like yeah. Limited Run who like you know do these physical versions of of games where yeah, yeah. people may have already 
had it on digital, but they want a physical version of the game. And I think actually those will actually only get more popular. I think the more companies mm. like Limited Run will start popping up. Yeah, Special Reserve as well. They they do the same thing. They they've got. A, in fact, speaking of Greece, they do a doing a really nice. I've seen that. Yeah, that, it looks really nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah there's going to be more of a market for that I think you're right yeah Definitely. Just not necessarily yeah like the the format of the game yeah it's always going to be a little cartridge or a disc or whatever but if you can put it in a nicer box or yeah, with package like a, it with some interesting art or whatever yeah that's, an art book yeah. physical like uh, some other like, things where I think those things will be it will have they have like a, a market people who love yeah. buying physical versions and like the big yeah. Um, limited edition versions of games anyway but I think as we move more to streaming and people want or want to hark back to the days where they had physical games I think those will only become more prevalent really yeah, also for game think, preservation as well I mean that's another. well yeah yeah that's that's yeah. going to be a nightmare yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's interesting that like obviously you know we've sort of been having these like similar conversations about the move to digital distribution which was interesting but then and now it's but at least you, you still had a box that you needed to do that there's still a console that had you know, and that sort of carried with it like a certain aesthetic or, or feel or, or whatever. Um, like, you know, there are reasons I prefer the PlayStation to the Xbox in this generation, for example. But to re- like to then even remove the box completely is another sort of, yeah, it's another sort of step in that sort of obfuscation between, you know, you and the, the stuff you're yeah. buying. Or, except because you won't be really buying it, you'll just be essentially renting it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But with like things like iOS 13, uh, which comes out in like September, they've they've announced that iOS devices will work with PlayStation controllers, Xbox controllers. Okay. And so yeah, very future very yeah, very soon you can just basically, you know, on holiday take your iPad, an Xbox or PlayStation pad, use a mm-hmm. remote play app, use XCloud, use you know, there's always like a, there's always third party apps for streaming both Xbox. Yeah. Uh, your Xbox console to to this app on iOS, so already you can sort of get there and yeah. survive with just have you someone someone you know not so distant future could just basically be buying Xbox games on their account, not actually have the console, but just play it through the app. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's what they're planning, isn't it? That's what they want. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. That? Ultimately, they just want people playing paying services, not paying for them to develop expensive consoles with all the R&D and shipping and warehousing and stuff. That's ultimately what I want. If every player just pays a few quid a month for service, that's easy easy money for them. But, uh, yeah, this whole stream of future, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Like, I'm I'm really excited to see Stadia in September whenever it comes out, just to see what it's like, what happens. Is anything going to change? Are people going to like it? Is it going to fit into another lifestyle? Um, and with this, plus xCloud, plus you know, streaming and and all this stuff. I think it's fascinating. God knows where we're going to be in like five years. If you think about how much like really gaming feels like it's changed in the last five years, if even yeah. things like uh, like uh, like season passes we had at one point, and in, like I guess if even further back like DLC, digital DLC, digital gaming, you know, and mm. and now season passes and this sort of stuff. And like, imagine what's going to be like in five years' time. It's just you can't really predict it with things like Blazing Fast Five G and all this streaming stuff. It's uh, it's it's going to be really hard to predict where we're going to go in the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, Which like is... so much of it, and especially yeah, with the move to streaming and whatever. As I say, so much of it is going to depend on infrastructure changes and yeah, technology around that. So it's kind of impossible to say where we're going to be. Like maybe. You know, like, you know, like me and James have have issues around ownership when it comes to streaming stuff, but. Mm-hmm. 
maybe there will be cut like maybe there will be a point where just on a technical level there's really no reason to fight it anymore like it's just fine no i mean i um, i, I we i don't care about my music ownership anymore i used to have hundreds of cds yeah. now spotify is fine because it's yeah. everywhere it's on every it's on it's on every platform it's yep it's just where yeah. it used to be yeah and really. um I, maybe that would be the same with games. I mean, even now, like, we don't own the games we buy. We won't, we won't buy a physical CD or mm-hmm. the Blu-ray or whatever it is, but, like, the service can go off tomorrow, the servers can go off tomorrow, and then, like, we've yeah. lost the game. But we only, only all that, what Disc is doing is it's unlocking the license to our machine. Like, even now, we don't really mm-hmm. own them. But... We, I've definitely mentioned this before. Chris Bratt did a really interesting video about what happens to your Steam account when you die. Um, oh, yeah. And basically, the answer is nothing. Like there is, there is no legal framework for you to hand it over to someone else. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you could just give someone your name and password. Yeah, just put, and, your, put and, your password in your will. And then, yeah, um, but technically, there's no way to do that. Like they couldn't, they could. Steam could officially, if they found out someone else was using your account after your death, they could just close it down if they wanted to. They probably never will. Um, and I imagine by the time that like a lot of Steam users start dropping off. This might be something they look at. Um, Can't you have yeah, some just... thought with that? Go, Go on. on. Well, you could have. I mean, if if there was like a legal way that they worked out how to do all this, you could have companies like selling dead people's like Steam accounts. Oh yeah. my god, that would actually definitely happen, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, when people yeah. get like inheritance or whatever, like you know, they they get a watch. So Remortgage your Steam account yeah, exactly, if you like. Yeah. Getting, yeah. getting old and you want to buy a conservatory or something. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah. I'm fairly sure I'm fairly sure there used to be like a program on like daytime TV. It could like air hunters or something where someone dies and they haven't really left anything <laughs> in the will and then they're trying to like search through death records or family records and family trees to find the you know the, uh, living next of kin they were mm-hmm. just doing the same but like yeah so <laughs> your son sh- yeah, your great 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 granddad sean had an amazing steam library <laughs> and we think we think it's quite, quite a backlog yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he bought the way we mastered seven times. He must have forgotten. Um, but that's yours. Enjoy yeah. that mm. on your on your on your hologram computer screen, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's answered your question, Kurt. So that's mm. okay. Yeah, he's glad he asked. Enjoy that. Matt Spink says, uh, been listening to the show for about 18 months, so a relatively new listener. Another show, keep up the good work. Um, it's obvious that the yeah. show is very popular and well known. Okay. Uh, but from what I can tell, you guys do this for fun and ha- all have normal full-time jobs and not just from the games industry. However, you seem to know a lot of UK gaming press, like Joe Scribbles and Sam White, etc. For those listeners who have not been with you from the start, could you give a brief history of how each of you got into the computer game uh, gaming podcast world, how the show managed to become so popular, and how you know Joe, Sam, Tamora, etc.? Uh, it would be great to know more about the people I listen to every week. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? I can do it quick because. Okay, go on. Then. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I got into this because of David mostly. I mean, he invited <laughs> me on Joypod, so I was like, okay. And then that was yeah, it. But how really. did you meet Dave? Uh, on Xbox Live, many when it first started. God, yeah. Well, I, always, not, I always assume it was on a forum, but yeah, no, you, it was actually... you didn't do it through Rollmark. You did it through Xbox Live. Didn't no, you? it's through Xbox Live. That's when we first met. Yeah. Well, so well, what game was it? You like bump? You just met and said. Well, it was all like because it was that time when Xbox Live first came out, and you had things like uh, Wolfenstein, and there was like uh, Ghost oh, Recon: yeah. Iron Thunder, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Halo eventually. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I just assumed you were playing games together on Rollmark, and or, or maybe like everyone's in the same Rollmark threads, and then that's how you got, got friends. So well, no, it wasn't through that at all. It, no, because it, it was kind of through that because all the people on Rollmark were like were 
there was there was not like a huge number of people. I think there was probably about twenty or thirty people that had done it, and so you you got onto it through that. Like so, although I didn't know him before then, so yeah, it was just through okay. playing with those people. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And then yeah, he he did Joypod with Michael, and then you, Sean, and then mm-hmm. yeah, then he invited me on, and so I was like, okay, I'll do that. Fair enough. That was it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mine's also quick. I mean, I, I met Dave um, through Rollmark, which is a gaming forum still going I've been I was on like the edge forums before edge forums before that from I mean, that class, Matt? The edge yeah it's a, it's a terrible day because they didn't give us any warning whatsoever they're suddenly no. saying yeah we're turning this off now and I think the message said like turn it off go outside and get some fresh air I'm like fuck what yeah but this the moderation before. went down and then it was like a yeah. whole day of just awful stuff that was yeah, like, there, there, there was no like oh okay I'm friends with everyone on Twitter there was no, there was no else to go yeah, yeah. so I think that that basically happened do you, do you remember what year that was James no I can't remember it was I think it was like 2004 no how I was at university so it might have been okay regard, it doesn't matter it happened and then I went to university so I was like you know it's sad but it's okay I've got university and then when I came back I was like I wonder where everyone went from the edge forms and then I found Rollmuck mm-hmm. um, which is com, and um and basically through there, I, you know, I, I was like active on the forums and I'm still on there, but I'm not really active. And, um, yeah, I, I heard of Dave and he's doing his podcast and then I, we've covered this, but I like messaged Dave after the first episode saying, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good, but I've, I've got some pointers you can probably use to improve <laughs> it if you want. And then we like met, me and Dave met at like uh, meets. I used to do his big meets every year at Bath. We went there a couple of times and met each other and got on and then, Went on from there, and then like, I um and like you you were on Rollmark as well, James. So I must have maybe yeah. knew you from there, and then we me you and like you know, Cinnabar and other people used to play like Left 4 Dead and stuff together. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I met you, Sean. Like I listened to mm-hmm. I didn't listen to Dark Zero, but I listened to Midnight Resistance. I'm not sure if I oh, knew yeah. you before I listened to that or I listened to that then met then met you, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, yeah, you're the one that's most well connected out of us. Um, well, you, me Sean, and James are still outsiders. I mean, Sean, you stole my place on Joypod as well. Which I did, which was annoying. Yeah. And what was really horrible was that, like, because I hadn't listened to the show that much prior to being on it, it's like, so I think it was it was Campfire Burning had like messaging saying like, oh, so this is the new Farley, and I was like, who's that? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was I was going to become like I was going to like do it like sort of full time as it were, but then yeah. I went off to China, and then That's Dave right, was yeah. always like, oh, yeah, oh well, when... then it's not my fault. He was no, Dave was like, oh, when you come back, you can uh, yeah, you can you can come back on. I was like, oh, okay, so it's good. <laughs> Came back, you've taken the slot. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you look at the artwork, it was basically like now with Farley. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little side thing. If, any, if there's anything we've learned since, is that they should have just had us both on. Yeah, because that's well, they did. Yeah, didn't that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. Like towards yeah, the end yeah. when we were still yeah. doing it. Yeah, um, but yeah, right. Okay, let me uh, fuck. Let me do mine. Um, so first off, I was uh, good friends with Matthew Lee's in high school. Um, I also went to Cubs with him prior to being at high school, but I have no memory of it. Even when his dad presented me with a photograph of us both stood next to each other in our Cub uniforms, I honestly I had no memory of that. But yeah, wow, we met in I high didn't school. Know that. You went to Cubs yeah. with him, yeah. Um, and it, I was like, no, I don't remember. He's like, I was the guy that fell in the nettles, and everyone laughed. And I was like, I remember that. I don't remember <laughs> you. I remember that <laughs> idiot. Um, and then after that, I went to college and met Ian Dixon, who now is, I can't remember his actual title. He does PR for Square Enix. Um, and then, yeah, so when I was at university, I would hang around on the board of Biffo, which is the Mr. Biffo, a.k.a. Paul Rose oh, yeah. uh, internet forum, who used to write digitizer and stuff. 
um, on there, I met uh, Andy Hamilton, um, who was, I think, I can't remember if he was unemployed at the time, um, uh, but he was looking for just like volunteer writing opportunities. And he started writing for Dark Zero, which is a internet website. Um, and then he sort of got me in there. It was all like, it, there was no money in it or anything, but basically, so I was at university at this point and I was living in London. I knew I had about three lectures a week. So basically I got to cover like any events we got invited to. Um, so that was a really good opportunity. And, um, yeah. And then while I was there, oh yeah. So on the board of Biffo as well, uh, I also met Andy Kelly, um, who, um, now works for PC Gamer. And at the time he was working on PSM2. Um, and he'd seen some of my writing that I'd done for Dark Zero and he noted that I always used to bang on about eco all the time on the board of Biffo. Um, so he asked me to write a feature on that. So that was my first like published thing. Um, but um, like freelance was like really sparse for a long time. It was mostly just doing like voluntary stuff for Dark Zero. Um, but I mean, Dark Zero is weird because like just on Dark Zero, so there was me. Andy uh, Hamilton, uh, Matt Lees did a few bits for us. So Joe Scrabbles of IGN fame, um, he did some stuff for Dark Zero. That was how we met him. Uh, Emily Guerra, who you know, wrote for Polygon. I think she now works for Hit Detection, the consultancy. Um, and Ian Dixon, again, did some stuff for Dark Zero. Um, so for, for a website that not that many people have heard of, there was a lot of genuine talent went through there. Um, yeah, Sam, yeah, you're basically like incredibly well connected now because of yeah. that. Oh, yeah, and, and that's sorry, this is how I met Sam White as well. Um, so he he did a few bits of Dark Zero as well. I think it was Matt Lees that got that basically sort of pointed Sam at us because he was like, Look, if you want writing opportunities, this is a website with like some nice people on it. Um, so yeah, so that was how I met Sam White as well. Um, I also, I mean, obviously, Twitter was a major part of it. Um, so through doing like Dark Zero stuff and the occasional print bit. Um, I then I'm trying to think who was it? Who was next? Uh, it probably would have been, uh, Livia White, who, um, was doing stuff for the Telegraph at the time. And then she got me a few, um, writing gigs at the Telegraph. And then, yeah, that was kind of it. And obviously, you know, like, so, so sort of meeting Joe Scrabbles, like during the Dark Zero days, he then went through, you know, Future, um, and then IGN. So it's kind of knowing people when they were nobody. And they've done really well, and I've just kind of ridden their coattails to an extent. You've just been with them yeah, the whole way. <laughs> so yeah, and then obviously yeah, in terms of like meeting you guys, obviously I met you all through Dave. It was when we were doing, I think it was still in the Dark Zero days when we were doing the podcast, and then Dave sort of became aware of it, and we were sort of quite ignorant about what else was going on in the sort of you know um, enthusiast gaming podcast scene. So yeah, um, so yeah, so Dave got in touch. I think he asked me to. Yeah, he asked me to guest on Joypod, and then it's like through that learned about um, you know Gamer Dork. So met like Leon, who now just Kane and Rince, and yeah, it's all just it. Like you know, so many people have just moved through so many different places. So like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, I, yeah. I I did a f- the first few episodes of this like podcast. It's like something basically is like the mods on Rollmark, mm-hmm. uh, Zibzang and some other people. And we did like a yeah. like a podcast, and then that sort of stopped. And then I think. Mm. Like, I think maybe Leon might have been involved. I'm not sure. And then because mm. obviously Zibzang was part of like Kane and Rit. I know actually all, all, uh, all, all my, game of Dog. Yeah, yeah, game of Dog. Yeah, and then and then and then Kane and Rit came from that. And uh, mm. yeah, it's all it's all quite incestuous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, actually the other day, like I've, I saw like a really really old picture of like it was 
well, is us ordering like a live joypod from EGX. This must be when it was in London, oh, yeah. first time around. It's like, it was us and Dave and Michael Fox and Sven, who now works, I think, for Future or IGN or someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's like, oh, and like Chris O'Regan was there, but we've all got hair and it's it's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's a long not time like, ago now. Like, obviously, when, you know, when Sam White first got introduced to us, like, if you'd said, oh, by the way, this guy's going to interview Dan Hauser one day. <laughs> what? Yeah. Fuck off. Um, yeah. This guy's going to be told by Luke Smith that Microsoft <laughs> are going to buy from software. <laughs> Legit information. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. just weird where, where people end up. Mm-hmm. Deservedly, obviously. Absolutely. Okay. Apart from Sam White. Next one. Uh, yep. Deadbeat Punk says, uh, I was hoping to hear about Fable at E3 this year. I've often thought that mm. with Molyneux out of the picture and Rare sitting around doing nothing of great importance, <laughs> they would have set Rare the task of developing an entry in the Lionhead series, similar to when Bethesda got the rights for Fallout. I originally thought of Rare as they were another British de- de- British developer that had a good track record with humour in their games. I then recently read about a cancelled Rare project called Urchin, which had you playing in a fairy tale setting as a twisted gothic child with a pet pig, which made me think they'd be perfect for the job. So that got me to wondering, are there any cancelled games or dead series that would like to see resurrected and developed by another team? Uh, keep up the good work, etc. Do you know, I was thinking call, just a call, second ago... Dave, read it out, read it out! What? He says, keep up the great work, you glorious stallions of men. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Yeah, read it out, James. Don't praise, do I? But it's, <laughs> no, it's funny, because when, when I read that don't about Rare, Things though, James doesn't like. Weekend praise. <laughs> he says something else earlier as well, of surprises. <laughs> That's no, probably quite common. When I first yeah. read this, though, and he said he originally thought of Rare and what they... And I, I was... For a second, I was thinking, yeah, Rare aren't doing anything these days, are they? What do they do? I've forgotten how to see as a thief. See a thieves. Yeah. See a thieves, mate. <laughs> Which we need to go back. Don't laugh. We need mm-hmm. to go back to it. It's meant to be really good now. Yeah, yeah. we do. One day. We need to do Add that. To list. Um, but behind yeah, Overcooked. Like, but. Rare would definitely have a, a good crack at a Fable game. But obviously, the, the rumour is that um, Playground were working on it, right? Yeah. Um, but... Who knows? Oh, yeah. Again, I, next I, year's I just E3, got to that we'd, Fable. Yeah. Ba- it's going to be banging E3 next year, isn't it? It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see a new Fable. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the Molyneux influence, certainly, yeah, like listening to stories about how it actually was making those games, it sounds like he just kind of trotted in and said stuff and had weird ideas that everyone else then had to run around implementing. Um, maybe a, an element of that is is cool and useful, but yeah, I, I see uh, Deadbeat Punk's point that like maybe if you just got a good reliable team to do it, let's just see what happens. Um, yeah, so I mean, it would be really cool. Back, isn't it? Fable's definitely coming back. I know there's been rumours, but I should think so. I, mean, yeah. I, I certainly hope so because it is like even now, like it, it's a, a yeah, it's a fantasy RPG, but there is something weirdly singular about it. It's quite unusual. Um, and I'd, yeah, I'd love to see a new one. Also, it fits with your theory, Matt, as well. If they release the next well, exactly. Xbox, yeah, they've, yeah. Got, they've got Bring a Halo, Xbox they've got a Fable, yeah, they yep. spin the cell. Spin the cell. Yeah. Uh, I'm also yep. thinking like THQ Nordic own Time Splitters. <laughs> like, the, the, well, the page of THQ Nordic own about 60 licenses. You're thinking you know, Haze, like, aren't you? You're thinking a new well, Haze. I'm, I'm thinking Time Splitters, actually, James. <laughs> I'm thinking Time Splitters. Imagine if a new Xbox is like Fable, Halo, there is, yeah, there's Spin the Cell. It's like, there's time splitters. <laughs> like they're really going to be like bringing, you know, turn, turn, turn the clock back. But yeah, man. Um, to uh, actually answer new... the question, um, oh yeah, could From Software do a new Legacy of Kane game, please? 
because that setting is is totally their shit. Oh, um, Legacy and, of Kane. Oh, yeah, I, I also like that. Yeah, Bahan. So, what? That was a claim, wasn't it, back in the day? Uh, was it? I've uh, oh, no idea. Um, it was Crystal Dynamics used to make it, didn't oh, they? Okay, well, okay. Amy, Amy that, Hennig yeah. was was in charge. Um, so yeah, so controversially, so yeah, it was Silicon Knights who originally did the first uh, Blood Omen, and then Crystal Dynamics came along. They were making a game called Shifter, which was nothing to do with it. And then whoever published it may have been Acclaim. I can't remember I think the it might first be Acclaim, one. Yeah. Um, basically, were like uh, do this, but make it a Legacy Kane game, please. Um, and then this just, and then Crystal Dynamics just sort of stole um, Legacy of Kane from Silicon Knights. Yeah, uh, probably for the best. Great. Though. Was yeah, it man. Soul Reaver? Is that was that the name of the yeah, sequel? Soul, yeah. So yeah. So Soul Reaver was technically the sequel, but like basically it was completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the yeah the Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver Two, and uh, Legacy of Kane Defiance were amazing games, and it sort of left on a like a satisfying cliffhanger, but a cliffhanger nonetheless. Um, so yeah, and then obviously, and then Amy Hennig left to make the Uncharted games and stuff. So I will certainly never see what she intended, but no. I think you know it's all it's all dark and gothic and vampires and shit. So I reckon uh, from software, I'd have a good go at that. Yeah, well, I like Amy Hennig to come back, but do well, that'd new... be ideal. Yeah, yeah, can we have a do yeah. the Star Wars game, please? That that would be nice. Yes, yes. But, well, I before that, I wanted her to come around and and not come around. I wasn't planning to come around to my house and do it, but you know, go to an office and work on the new a new Prince of Persia game because oh, yeah. it's been a long old time since I've had one of them. They were excellent. Um, yeah, I, and I, certainly. I'd love to see new one of them as well. Yeah, and like. That Naughty Dog expertise turned to a Prince exactly, of yeah. game would be awesome. I can awesome. see that being like you know it's it's yeah like a Naughty Dog style game. It, it's it, it, yeah like Persian ninja style game. I reckon it could be awesome. Mm. Yeah, mm. fair dues. You got any James? Uh, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head at the moment. <laughs> I'm really tired. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's Wars, supposed to be over. Here we go. Is yeah. Star Wars ten? Yeah, all right. Yeah, and um, before we hear about speaking of Star Wars, have you heard about like you know? Um, so we obviously saw Star Wars trailers and video and stuff at E3, but press got a different demo, and from that they were saying actually it's way more like a Metroid. Well, actually, I think yes. footage of that demo is now out, came out today. Oh right, and uh, or and or, or and or people can now talk about it, and Evan, okay. and now it feels like a completely different game, but even better, basically a Metroid style game. But they chose to showcase the game as more like an Uncharted style game because. I don't okay. know. Maybe they think that's that work better like a short, yeah, yeah. short space of time. But yeah, I haven't seen the footage yeah. from the new stuff. But people said, yeah, it's very much like a Metroid game. You get you, there's loads of different planets to go to. You um, have a certain amount of abilities, and you can go to a certain planet and un- unable to unlock a certain door or get to a certain area. You'll go away. You'll get an ability. You'll maybe be able to go back and then access that area you couldn't access before. Mm-hmm. It sounds I'm, excellent. I'm well up for that. That sounds yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds bloody was... brilliant. Uh, it looks anyway, apparently but... it's it's really explicit about like if you haven't got an ability to do something it's like marked in red on your yeah, map yeah yeah I heard so there's that, no yeah. there's just... no like ah oh, fuck am I just doing it wrong or do I need an ability yeah um, but if it's like Metroid like style game or yeah a Metroidvania style gameplay with like you know potentially Dark Soulsy combat with like mm-hmm. or Arkham Knighty like, this yeah. sounds like it could be really fucking good I really yeah. hope it all gels and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, totally. and sticks a landing because it sounds like the stuff they're doing is excellent it's interesting that they decided to showcase it as an Uncharted game I guess if it were if we've got like 10 minutes we need to make it as cinematic that, that makes as possible sense. if you just kind of grab people's attention uh, yeah I, I yeah. can see why yeah, they made it, that it gets me, get, gets me more excited for it yeah man 
Anyway, uh, we'll better crack on because it's half ten, as James says. Um, we're on to tweet. It's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. If you want to tweet us, um, Terrestrial X, uh, Terrestrial Exe Two uh, tweeted me actually in a week, but I, I thought we'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, with your recent experience, Matt, should I tackle Dark Souls or Bloodborne first? Consider I have to buy a Dark Souls now. A lot of people have been asking me as I've been playing Bloodborne, oh, are you loving it? What do you think? And I am loving it, but I think right now I prefer Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, uh, I, I love like the much, much more varied locations. I think mm-hmm. Bloodborne's aesthetic is stunning, uh, but it feels quite samey. I mean, I guess it's not, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. If it's a good aesthetic and it's more the same, that's fine. But what I really appreciate with Dark Souls is that you really feel like you entered lots of different locations. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so right now I think, and also Dark Souls was, was my first, so it's got to be a more yeah. special, special place in my heart. Um, yeah. So I'll add to. I think I'll probably go, probably go Dark Souls. Yeah, well, what, I mean they, they mentioned they mentioned having to buy Dark Souls. It's not expensive, and it is one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. So that's, spend that's the five fact. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, yeah. I suppose. I mean, yeah. If you get the remastered one, it's probably a bit more actually. But um, but. Yeah, I I would say start with Dark Souls just because it's it's interesting to see the um you the know evolution. The, sort of the lineage and the yeah the evolution yeah. of it um so definitely I would say start with Dark Souls. But I think whichever one you get, you're gonna play the other one at some point anyway. So yeah, true. St- start at the beginning. Well, it, 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 you, know, you could say Demon Souls and stuff, but yeah, start yeah. Dark, first start with the first Dark Souls and go from there. I think Dark um, Souls will feel very slow if you do Bloodborne first. That's all, and that's you know that's by design, and it's, it's not slow. But just Bloodborne is very fast, <laughs> and in comparison, yeah. I think you, uh, going back to Dark Souls after playing Bloodborne is is a bit of a, a jump. Um, yeah, I bet, yeah. So yeah. Although I've been thinking about my next game after this, and I don't really fancy Sekiro. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll do mm-hmm. Dark Souls two or three. You know, I yeah. sort of fancy going back to Dark Souls, but. But, mm-hmm. but we'll see. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my recommendation is yeah, go Dark Souls and, and let us know how you get on. Uh, Phil yep. Waters at Phil Wall on Twitter. What do you think the new Zelda Breath of the Wild sequels subtitle will be? I have no uh, James, idea. I presume yours is uh, Breath of the Wild Gone to the uh, Gone to the Ocean. Yeah, yeah that, the, no, Zelda takes, takes to the ocean. Yeah, come on, yeah, I've, I've got a terrible track record with these. I'm not doing this because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's no, also I mean, impossible I, to guess. Yeah, it was impossible, and plus like. You forget how good Breath of the Wild is as a subtitle. It's but fucking when I first heard that, I was like, hang on, is it Breath of the Wind? I was like, oh no, it is Breath of the Wild. I was <laughs> so like, it was Reggie first read it out, wasn't it? I remember he's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I was, Breath of the Wild is, is as it just, I mean, forgetting the rest of the game being an absolute masterpiece, just that as a subtitle is, is absolutely perfect. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I have no idea what the subtitle is going to be for the next one. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be called a Zelda um, Winds of Time. Okay, so Zelda, yeah, it's all Zelda like a Breath of the Wild two. Oh, <laughs> that was really? that. <laughs> well, I was thinking sort of like you know like Ocar- uh, Ocarina of Time, but oh, no, I'm see everyone's called Majora's Mask. I mean, maybe it's like yeah. Wild Mask. That's well, it's, gonna, it's gonna relate to some plot element that we couldn't possibly know at this point, isn't it? I, I reckon but... it's gonna have Underworld in the title somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that the name of the lingerie place in Cory? <laughs> I wouldn't know that. No, I mean, I've watched it for many years. That's probably not even right. Um, yeah. Underworld. No, well, no. What? You reckon? No. But, but Born Slippy. Let's move on. Let's that was one of the tracks, wasn't it? Born Slippy. Uh, <laughs> Matt's brain just go. what else has got Underworld in it? Quick. quick, quick. Just think about 
Oh, the, one, the film with the vampires and the werewolves. Yeah. Oh, the, is it called Zelda Tom Cruise? Fuck, no, not that man, you idiot. It's not a pun. <laughs> Louis Belfort, how much would you pay for a PS5 after no deal Brexit? Um, pay for a PS5. Well, that's a question of like, how much is it going to cost after that? I mean, yeah, yeah, surely the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I will say, regardless of how much it costs, it's a good thing for this country to get on with the job <laughs> at hand <laughs> and should. do what the people asked. It's no, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> what price would I pay for a PS5? I mean, the, the main currency is going to be like bread and stuff, right? Well, it's going to be like yeah, potatoes, isn't it? things like that. Yeah, yeah, presumably. I'll I'll trade one canister of purified drinkable water yeah. for a oh. PS5. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's, like, that's going to be like a grand. Sure, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With every penny, mate. A grand in old money. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I've, yeah I reckon fine. 600 um, Maris Pie per potatoes. Yep. Bargain. Growing myself. The sad Easy. thing is, it doesn't matter how much it's going to cost, I'm going to get it. I think, <laughs> if we're being serious, yeah. I, I don't think, they can't, it, won't be, it can't be more than 500 pounds. They can't price you out. I think yeah, 4 yeah. will be the absolute max. And actually, I think it'll, go, it'll be closer to... Three nine nine or four fifty. Yeah, I think you're 499 right. Four nine nine is fucking massive. If our, if our economy is absolutely up the shiter, is it? <laughs> what if it ha- just has to be more than that? That's just the state of things. <sighs> yeah. You know but, what I mean, so what? PS3 launched a what? Five, was that five nine nine? It was a lot, wasn't it? When or, they said he needed a second job and stuff. Alternatively, yeah. things might start to become cheaper, like they do in other countries where the currency is not valued as highly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They may just take Maybe. pity on us and we won't. <laughs> <laughs> 60 no, I quid. Think there you go. Very much view it as like, no, you did this to yourselves. The new That's PlayStation true. is £1,000. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so be it. Oh, yeah. I don't. Nothing's ever going to be cheaper ever, is it, James? No, That's not, not in the UK. Happen. No, it's uh, impossible. Your PS5, 199. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll end with. Oh no, I mean, okay, Athena, any of you watch um, Evangelion? Should I watch it? It's good. I've seen it. Do you like it, James? Because I've not seen it for a long time. I was, I was like 18, 19 when I watched it, and I wasn't a huge fan. As was I. Um, so I can't okay. remember. I do remember liking it, uh, <laughs> but I don't remember a huge amount about it now because it I, was. I appreciate it as an inversion of everything that, like, Mecha. Um, fiction was at the time in that it was just like, hey, what if getting in the robot was horrible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I get that. Um, I remember I just, it being impressively messed up by the end. That well, was, that was it. And, I, yeah. and just, I don't know, that stuff, I just kind of switch off. It's like, all right, everyone's miserable and screaming. And I uh, just, I don't know. I I'm not that. into it. Yeah, I thought you might. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's on Netflix now, and everyone loves it, and everyone's going on about it. So I'm going, I'm going to have to try it again, aren't I? There's no, so um, is is Evangelion just a one series? What I've been hearing a few names. Well, oh, well this is the, the thing, deal? right? Oh, so yeah. Of this, yeah, and then the ending is like a joke. It's not the actual ending, and then there's some films, and then I don't know. <laughs> there's yeah, there's know. like changing the endings and things like that. There's all sorts of stuff with this. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I might I might give it a go. Who I'll knows? tell you what, <laughs> like, I, I, I smell I like s- another podcast here, Matt. 
We could. Oh no! <laughs> well, that, 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 oh, that's no. what Ben's been saying because I've been like, mess- I think I might have said in my stream and also last podcast, I'm, like, I'm going to watch um, uh, that. Oh my god, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Ben's like, oh, we'll do weeb calls and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be up for that. I mean, you basically Jesus. talked me through watching uh, Death Note, and I quite enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair dues. No, no, one thing I will maybe. say: the, the designs of the the robots are absolutely stunning. Like, there's there's really nothing else like them. Um, so, yeah, fair play for that. If nothing else, yeah. well, but will Dave give us the calls license? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's so, a thing, no, yeah. you can't. You can't do that because no. It's... <laughs> what if it's better than Star Calls? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it might be right. That's it for tweets. It's at Computer Game Pod if you want to tweet us. Let's go on to the end bit. Streaming now, uh, we're streaming. We're currently podcasting on Tuesday night, so unlike most weeks, if you're listening to us on Wednesday, Sean is streaming tonight. Is that yeah, that's the case, isn't it? Sean? Correct. I don't know what I'm streaming yet, though. I haven't decided, but I've, I've still a look up on in the air. Yeah. You've got a lucky Wednesday night stream. So if you listen to us on the day this podcast comes out, Sean is streaming tonight from 9pm at twitch.tv slash the computer game show. Then on Friday night, uh, Sean is back for the second Bell's Kitchen from 8 o'clock. Go yeah, over to our Twitch channel, 8pm. Sean will be uh, cooking up a storm. And then straight after that, James is on for um, Dead... For, fuck, I keep saying that for Quantum Break. <laughs> Did you talk about what you were playing, James? Are you still enjoying that game? Yeah, loving it. It's uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> that's that. If you want to watch that Friday at nine, very mediocre. The stream very and mediocre. the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I did enjoy when I tuned in on on last Friday and you were just watching that that program for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the future of gaming, Matt. TV. You know, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, the, the shared yep. TV viewing experience. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. Friday for me is is uh, Bell's Kitchen. Friday for nine is James, and then I'll be on Sunday night from that ten from eight thirty. Sorry, to uh, kick Bloodborne in the ass. Um, and I'm definitely going to kill that boss this week. So that is, that's all on our Twitch channel. Um, you can subscribe to us if you want to pay actual money. But if you've got an Amazon Prime account, you can link that to your Twitch account and give us your one free monthly subscription. We really, really appreciate it. And the money goes to good cables and good wires and, and, and all the good stuff. So yeah, think about giving us your free monthly sub. Um, more information about the pod is on uh, thecomputergameshow.com we're on Patreon patreon.com slash tcgs um, we do like a monthly bonus show it's exclusive to Patreon users you can come in and watch our second um, TCGS talks over where we talk over the Wii U announcement that was uh, quite some show um, <laughs> it certainly and, was. Uh, was yeah sorry Sean I was saying yeah, it's, it, yeah it was a really interesting show to do it, was, <laughs> it really was yeah. Um, and, and also Star Calls we mentioned it and uh, hopefully everyone listening to this has also listened to Star Calls but Star Calls uh, is out uh, there's been a fair few episodes Dave watching Star Wars for the first time he's done the original original trilogy and we did a round table uh, last week so now episode 5 it is uh, me and Sean join Dave and James and uh, now Dave goes on to the prequels uh, I think next week so yeah search for Star Calls is in every podcast player it's on our YouTube channel um, and do that that's me done mint um yeah and as usual yeah we really appreciate everyone's support i certainly we were discussing finances the other day matt and i basically both admitted we'd be fucked this month if it wasn't for the patreon money <laughs> yes <laughs> so, thank, <laughs> thank you so yeah thanks for keeping very it much afloat. um and yeah cool um and yeah thanks for listening thanks for checking out the streams and all the rest of it but most importantly thanks for letting us be natural good night good night good night Thank you.
quite on beat, uh, James. Yeah, well, it's the end, isn't it? 